0: Hi, this is Toby Cypress, artist of the white suits. You're listening to 11 O'Clock Comics. And just remember, revenge is best served in a white suit.
1: Yes. A
2: little better. But I can understand Because Jason has A scared you're, shake, you're shaking A scared That sounds like A Star Wars character name a scared No Shaking a scared Oh I, Yes I like it Doesn't it Yeah
0: Tell Jason I, The um, I don't know why We're going uh, So crazy Looking for voicemails A um, voicemail number We could just use uh, I'm pretty sure We all have Google Voice Attached to our Email. We can just give, uh, if you felt like giving that out, we, do we? Yeah, I don't so know what a, that
3: is. I, I. I know we have a Google Voice thing, but nice. the thing is, is that uh, can people just click a button? Like, can we? Because if we use the other service, we can actually have a thing where people would just go to our website and literally press a button and record. Oh,
2: wow, fancy!
3: Would you be nice? That would be very nice, right? Yeah, Get all I the like crazies that. back
0: but Seriously? everybody has a phone in their hand
3: Well You assume that our listeners in like Kuala Lumpur have phones We have a listener <laughs> I, in Kuala I Lumpur? I, I oh, am We must That would be awesome to hear
2: To hear that
3: <laughs> <laughs> You didn't like my slurping? I love it Slippy, Slurpy Slippity, slurp, slurp slurp
2: Oh What a day you had two trucks today, right? Yeah, you had two trucks today. You tired? I'm beat. I actually was looking for... This was the carrot on my stick for, for the day. I got to get wow. through this because I'm going to be talking to my boys tonight. Oh, nice. That's right. That's, That's right. Yeah. See? Staff's Did back you say I'm cold and distant? I just... I'm not. I'm just busy. You're busy. All uh,
0: right. Uh, How was your trip, boo? Poor on. Mm. The trip was... Uh, it? <laughs> it was... We 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 had a good time. It was um, it was mellow, It was laid back. It was short, but I think it um, it worked out for for all involved because we spent a lot. We spent most of today just kind. Of, we got home about ten o'clock last night, and then we had dinner. Smartest thing, she she had the my wife had the bright idea of Friday Friday night before we left Saturday morning. I made lasagna threw it in the fridge so this way i wasn't cooking when we got home last night just heated that shit up and we had dinner so
2: oh you made chicago pizza i did yeah I did just with a nice big bucket of chicago bread. pizza nice uh,
0: shit. and a little more ricotta. but it was uh so we we didn't go to bed till like late so we got up late today and then we just kind of cleaned up and unpacked and everything else so we it was nice to have that today and then we still have the next few days before we have to go back to work instead of rushing on. Just like, you know, when we come back from a con, we don't, you know, it's Sunday night and we all have to be at work the next day and shit. It's just we need a little bit of time to ourselves before we have to what? go back to the usual crap. What did
2: you call that cheese? Did You go, you almost say the name of a cheese. What did you call it?
1: we Okay, ricotta. there
2: you go. Well, I, I, said. I thought you What'd were you gonna think? say ricotta. I wasn't gonna be like digitally, dude, digitally like, slap, right, slap right, you. Right, The ricotta right cheese, dude. I I know Italians who say ricotta. Stop. You need to be ashamed.
0: Are you like? Are they from like the the tiptoe of the boot or something? The heel? <laughs> I don't. I don't. Where would you come from? We would say that, but um, I know where no, we come from. Great. Go ahead. Why don't you tell us where we come from? I we come
2: from eleven o'clock comments because that's where we are right now. Episode four hundred and ninety-four, my friends. Woo-woo. And I am Ricotta. No, I'm Vince B.
0: Ricotta and Dada. Uh, <laughs> Ricotta R. I am David A. Price. So cute, right?
3: Yep. Oh, uh, yes you are. And I am Slade Wilson. Oh
2: wow. Oh, how come? Oh. How come you Slade Wilson? Wilson? You never Slade Wilson. You never Slade Wilson. You had sex with a minor, you pig. Hey man,
3: that's that well, was I was retconned out, dog. Unless yeah. unless
0: unless he's from the Arrow TV show mm. But he's sees yeah, so he's he's Wade's cousin Slade.
2: I get it. But you're not. You're Jason Wood, and we're all here. We are. We? are.
3: The gang is back together. That's right. Were we together last week? I know, but I it's know. another week and right, I don't week. know. I it felt, maybe, it know, felt I like something. we were apart though, because you were busy doing your vacation. Vince was busy being Vince. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah
0: busy There's being no, me. That's great. It's a shame I was driving because I couldn't get on the slack and everything, but it was uh And I you know what, I read almost Nothing, sadly. It was, uh, hey. I kind of wanted to. And then we kind of got hit with some news, which we're going to get into in a little while. And it really kind of um, took the wind out on my says a little bit more than I kind of expected it to. But when I think about it, it's just, it's, yeah. So please continue, Vince.
2: Okay. You don't have to be at a loss for a segue <laughs> to get cheap comics at <laughs> discount comic book series. See, it's a loss, but it's a gain, right? Oh, Cheap comics and graphic novels and assorted fandom bric-a-brac and everything else in the previous catalog at a massive discount. All you have to do is shimmy on over digitally to Discount Comic Book Service. That's dcbservice.com where you can get everything you want at a fraction of the cost. Such as these specials are up and here they be from Image. It is the first issue of the Grave Diggers Union, Deadly Class co-creator Wes Craig launches a new series with art by Rising Star. I take issue with that. With Rising Star Toby Cypress from the Omega Men, it's uh 3.99 cover price for this first issue, but because you're super savvy because there's two V's in that, you can get it at a 50% discount, a $1.99. From Boom! They've been doing these Planet of the Apes crossovers for a while. Planet of the Apes Green Lantern, which wasn't so great. Mm -hmm. Planet of the Apes Star Trek, which was very good. Now we have King Kong on the Planet of the Apes. Kong on the Planet of the Apes number one. The damn dirty crossover event you demanded from Boom. Written by Ryan Ferrer. Art by the disgustingly talented Carlos Mano, Mike Huddleston did the cover $3.99 $3.99 cover price. Jason, how many bananas are they going to have to trade in to get this?
3: I mean, $1.99's worth. I don't know what bananas exactly.
2: cost. Exactly. $1.99's worth of bananas. And bringing up the rear, it's my girl, Minky Woodcock, the girl who handcuffed Houdini, uh, featuring a Robert McGuinness cover. Good Lord. Titan Comics, written and drawn by Cynthia Von Bueller. Anybody? Uh, David Mack did a cover. There's a bunch of covers. And like I said, Robert McGinnis did one as well. Cover price three ninety nine. Your price? $2.19. That's 45% off. DCBService.com. Do not mind late orders or order editions. You get your books all shipped up nice and safe and secure and sound and delivered right to your door. Knock, knock. It's my books. Oh, my God. Oh. All of them books. Yeah, go there.
3: Go there or B Square. Or something. Anyone have any shout outs, any thank yous?
0: Yes, yes I do. But where the hell that's so weird. I thought the the Valiant box came and now I can't find it. But no, I have a um I have a huge shout out uh to um to our boy. Flip a dip. Mm. Uh my I man surprised me with a um with an awesome book, which I cannot wait to read. This was published by IDW. This is Lenin, the New... Not the Soviet Lenin, as in John, The New York Years. Um, he, he posted this on our 11 O'Clock Comics Facebook page a couple weeks ago, and I did see it in the IDW section of previews a couple months ago. Uh, was not able to... Um, pulled the trigger and uh but still wanted it and and uh, was looking forward to to eventually getting it picking it up at a con say so uh mm-hmm. it was waiting for me at uh when I got home uh, i believe friday actually um so i threw it in my bag to take with me to read and of course uh flip through it i think exactly once but uh it looks absolutely amazing it is, uh, I'm going to butcher the hell out of these names. This story is by, uh, Funkinos, F-O-E-N-K-I-N-O-S, uh, adaptation by Corby Rand, and that's all one word, uh, illustration by Horn, with an E, uh, translated, lettered, and edited, and it's, um, yeah, I'm not sure, um, where this, uh, it is it's it's when Kinos's mesmerizing story is adapted to graphic form by Corby Rand and horn. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this and, uh, a wonderful coworker, uh, gifted me with, uh, the official Sasha Banks chain and legit boss, uh, Huge-ass, heavy charm that's attached to it. Uh, not quite as a gag gift, but, yeah, he, he sent that my way, too. But, no, it's um, I I have uh, those thank you, so uh, thank you very much, Jens.
3: That is great. I have some shout-outs uh, as well. Um, let's see. First off, uh, a thank you to our buddy Josh Ginter, who um, was kind enough to do a kick- ass domino commission for me so uh and it came out wonderfully so i thank him for that uh a shout out to our buddy julian lytle who uh for those that don't know julian for years uh did a web comic called ants which was hilarious um and he is now back doing it in a zine form he was kind enough to send us a digital copy of the first issue. It's 20 pages, and it, uh, has, he has not lost his touch. Uh, for those wondering, Ants is uh, a, it's four young, young uh, ants that uh, basically are uh, grown up in the hood. There's Traz, uh, Track, Scud, and Fud, and uh, it's basically them um, riffing on pop culture. Um, and it's uh, it's very well done. It's it's definitely great to see Julian back at it in uh, a new form. So uh, I'm I, having a chance to catch up with him. He sent us the file. I So to find out more details is to um, – I assume he's going to have copies available um, for purchase as well as probably at the cons he attends. But I do know from the back of the zine itself that uh, you can find all this all at uh, ants, A-N-T-S dot the Julian Lytle. So it's the Julian, J U L I A N L Y T L E.com. So yeah, congrats to him. And, uh, thanks so much for, for, uh, for shouting us out. Um, and then we have a huge shout out to our sponsors, uh, at, at DCB service, the, the Merklers, because, uh, as many of you are listening to this, um, the Merkler's uh beautiful and uh smart daughter is uh getting married this weekend. Yes. And they are all uh all the the Merkler clan and uh and all those people are uh, are down there doing their thing. And I I'm, I I guess our invitation got lost in the mail. I don't know um Ooh, I, know what I happened got there. One. But you did? Oh, you're heading down there? you happen hopping on a flight after we do the show? Teleporter, yeah. Sweet, sweet. But no, but in all seriousness, congrats to them. And I know that um for those that don't know. DCBS was was based in uh, Indiana in Fort Wayne for for its existence until about what maybe a year and a half two years ago they split up between Fort Wayne and Memphis Tennessee uh, frankly because the business had grown so large that it was advantageous of them to locate nearer to Diamond's main headquarters to expedite shipping and logistics. And the plan was always to eventually make the entire move to Tennessee, and that has been completed as of this month. Uh, they finally are fully set up over in Memphis, and that's the new official headquarters. So I know it's been a very stressful uh, situation, and um, hopefully this wedding uh, will signify uh, the start of a, of, a, of a joyous time for them after a very stressful time. So congrats to, to the Merklers. And then I want to shout out two podcasts. Uh, first of all, congrats to our friends and uh, one of the few shows that's uh, got us in terms of longevity. Uh, the uh, the gents over at fanboy, uh just recent uh, they a week ago um, had their six hundredth episode. Mm-hmm. So um, we know we know from from anniversary episodes since our five hundredth is coming up, but uh, they hit six hundred a week ago. So congrats to them on that. And then uh, last but certainly not least, uh, Felix at uh, Felix Comic Art. Uh, released uh, his latest episode uh, of Felix Comic Art Podcast and uh, I call your attention to that if you haven't already heard it because uh, it features yours truly. It's from um, Heroes Con when I chatted with Felix about my collection and uh, gen- and, and commission collecting in general uh, and then we had a round table with some other collectors while we were at Heroes talking about all sorts of things. So give that a a shout if you haven't already. Uh, and uh, there you go. So there's my shout-outs.
2: Excellent. What are we drinking? Oh, damn, I forgot all about that. That's right.
0: What are we drinking? What well, are I'll, you drinking? Well,
2: okay, I'm drinking Diet Pepsi. Dap, what are you drinking?
0: <laughs> uh, something new. Um, from something, Columbia Borough, something blue? No, it's actually it's something very red. Um Columbia Winery in uh from the beautiful state of Washington, the Columbia Valley. This is um a red blend of Merlot and Syrah. How is it? It is uh it 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 has a beautiful bouquet, but the uh I like it. It's not um it's not. It's not tangy. It's not sweet. Uh, it, it is a. Um, it's it's very smooth. All right, that's cryptic. It <laughs> is, but it, it's it's because I'm I'm still there's, it's because I, I had a Pinot Noir with dinner and and that's a little lighter and and a little sweeter, so I'm I'm still kind of my palate wasn't. Mm. Ready for something kind of as strong as this is, but it right. is—it's—it's it's strong in a very good way.
3: So what it's, you're it's, saying it's, is there's there's competing mouthfeel going on.
0: There, there is, yes,
3: there absolutely is. There's a movie mm-hmm. in that, I think. I, I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. I am drinking, and and will continue to be drinking for many weeks to come because <laughs> I I, I over purchased uh, upon <laughs> that little soiree we had a month ago. Uh, I am drinking Corona Extra.
0: Well, we'll we'll be back to drink some more. Soon
3: enough, baby, oh, less than
0: a month. Actually, uh, I mm-hmm. need to know.
3: Um, oh, on-air production meeting here.
0: Yes, I, I need to know the uh, the IPAs that that you bought for Vince because uh, one of the sexiest things Vince had seen recently was Renee knocking back what was left of his. But she she did enjoy that. I don't know how much of it was beer and how much of it may have been Vince. But I would like to know what um,
2: my back was turned.
0: It's true. Mm-hmm. All right,
3: so yeah. we can work that out. I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Nice. All nice. Right. So, should we should we start off on the on the right foot?
2: Yes, I think we should start off at the top of the mountain and yeah. and give the man uh, his due because exactly. he was a giant, a titan. Uh, yes we are of course talking about the omnipresent len wein who passed away this week and 69 left, years old yes yeah. and 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 left a lot of people hurting because um the man touched all of us he was a uh, a writer for many decades in comics and as we know readers come and readers go and generations uh, flow through the uh, the industry. I don't want to call it a hobby or the art form. Let's call it an art form. And uh, he was always there, whether it was at Marvel or DC or, um, geez, uh, he, he worked at Defiant. He worked at Eclipse. Disney. At, at Disney. I mean, Len was everywhere. Kimiko. Um, and he created characters that will outlive... Probably the planet.
3: <laughs> Very true, including oh, yes. one of my all time favorites. Yes. Yep.
2: Yeah. You know, I can't front on that. I, I I, don't have a huge section of my heart devoted to Wolverine, but I can't front. He is a great character. And, yeah. And yeah. a lot of I people, mean... Uh, I mean, a lot of people love him. Um, but more importantly, Len created Swamp Thing. he
1: did he
3: did and storm and nightcrawler and colossus and lucius fox
2: it's a it's a huge legacy um and we always talk about going out and and praising your creators face to face and telling them how how their work has, has touched you in, in some way, and I don't think I'd be able to do it with Len. That would be one of the, the few times when, when my tongue would be tied. Because, Is that right? Well, there are so many things. I mean, it's not just Swamp Thing. There's that awesome Hulk run. I mean, that, yeah. that impacted me to a huge amount when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And not only for the Wolverine thing. I mean, it was just a great run, Len and Herb. It, it, it's fantastic. I think that is probably my favorite Hulk run until Planet Hulk.
3: Right. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I think it's it's for for those listeners who are a little younger. It, it's it's hard for us to uh, overstate Len Wing's importance to yeah. the. To the medium you're right, um I, you know I, we are we are certainly guilty of hyperbole at times, um, that is for sure, but I think in this Not case, <laughs> in this case, this is a guy that um frankly doesn't roll off the tongue when people do the obligatory who's on your Mount Rushmore. In fact, I think in the times that we've had those kinds of conversations we we haven't mentioned Len at that level, but but he's certainly right under that level. So whoever you think are the three or four most important people in comics, he's got to be in that next, that next tier below. Um, And particularly for people of our contemporaries. Um, I mean, as you said, Vince, he, he was, I mean, he was not only a writer of almost every character that we all hold dear today, but as you just mentioned, he created several of them. Um, And then probably most importantly, he was an editor on so many important books.
0: And I, I think that's probably why he he may not get the the recognition, or he may not be included in a Mount Rushmore because he was a writer and a co creator of some fantastic right. characters. But I think later he was primarily an editor, and and um, and but even as an editor, though he had a hand. In so many uh, amazing works, I mean, it, Watchmen. Uh, it, it's it, you know he he. There was, I was writing down some of the things that that I remember reading that I knew he had a hand in because of the credits on the cover. But you know when he came back to DC after. He left DC, went to Marvel for a while, came back to DC, and and he he worked on he broke Green Lantern with Dave Gibbons and, and Mark Farmer on art, um, the the first Batman limited series, the Untold Legend of the Batman, which started off with John Bernhardt in the first issue, and two and three was was Jim Aparo, and I remember reading that and and soaking that up, and 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 that's written by Len uh, Blue Beetle with Paris Cullins, but one thing I. I I always think of John Ostrander with this, but Len scripted Legends, which is one of my all-time favorite DC. I'm not going to call eh, I guess you can call it an event where all the tie-ins, but I adore Legends, and, and Len had a hand in that. So there's so many things – I mean, that's just a few things from his DC side that, that, that I recall very fondly growing up and reading, but I mean – Vince with the Swamp Thing, but you were Wolverine and and Vince with Hulk. It's it's. Yep. There's I mean, he
3: edited edited Watchmen, which is like I mean, yep. you know, most people. Well, many, myself included, would 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 put it at the at right at or near the top of the greatest comics ever written, and that, that wouldn't exist um, without him. Um, the X Men that that we know today uh, would literally not exist without him. He he as editor brought. Dug up the X Men from their five-year hiatus and 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 sat in a room and and brainstormed and created the giant-size X Men uh that that bore all this. In fact, he's the one that gave Claremont, who was a young buck at the time, the job because he ended up becoming too busy, and 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 Claremont was the right place, right time, and begged to 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 get the gig, and and then said, "All right, let's see what you got, kid." Basically, and. Claremont ended up becoming, I mean, you know, when you think about synonymous Hall of Fame-esque writers and runs, Claremont X-Men is on everybody's shortlist, and that wouldn't exist without Len. And uh, he's also one of those guys that uh, it seems like um, no no contemporary had a bad thing to say about him, right? Right. Right? I
0: mean, there there are
3: lots of guys that were important in the industry that are not necessarily well-liked by by different people, um, or have beef. And I don't, if, if someone has beef with Len, I'm, I don't recall. Right. So.
2: I've never encountered anything.
0: Yeah. yeah the mean, only, that, the only other person I can think of is anything like that would be Mike Borbringo. And
3: mm-hmm.
0: neither. True. Yeah. It's, so, you know, for, for, and as
3: much as I love Mike, Mike was nowhere near as influential in the industry. Oh, not at all. Yeah. Right.
0: No. Right. And, and to, as far as when it comes to someone getting, Uh, the recognition they deserve. Um, Claremont, since you brought up the X-Men, has been quoted as saying that uh, the history of modern comics would be incredibly different if you took Len's contributions out of Mm -hmm. the mix. The fact he doesn't get credit for it half the time is disgraceful. We owe a lot of what we are, certainly on the X-Men, to Len and Dave Cockrum.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think the saddest postscript to all of this uh, his wife, uh, and I apologize,
0: her name escapes me right now,
3: but, um, she is an attorney and I was reading when Len passed, I was reading some things about, uh, Christine Vallada. Thank you. Christine was talking about, uh, Len and, um, I, I the thing that really struck me was that, um, Lucius Fox, who, for those that don't know, is, um, a Batman character, well, a character from, from Batman. He's, he's an executive. I think he's played, you guys will tell me if I'm wrong here. I, I, I haven't read many of his comics. I know more from the movies, but, but he, he was a right-hand man at Wayne Enterprises often either in some, some type of leadership capacity often, right? Yeah. Some, yeah. And uh, Len created him who again would be somewhat a, a tertiary character, uh, probably best known by most as, as Morgan Freeman's character in those three Batman movies. But I was stunned when, in reading about Len's passing, his wife said that Lucius Fox was far and away the most financially um, lucrative uh, creation of Len's career, Um, which is really a, a gross admonition against Marvel, in my opinion. I mean, the fact that Len made more money because Morgan Freeman acted the role of Lucius Fox in three movies, than, than he made for the nine movies that Hugh Jackman played Wolverine.
2: Wait, wait, don't forget, Lucius However, Fox is in all the Batman animated series, too.
3: Sure, well, either way, but, he, yeah. but my point is, he's not a... It, it, He's still a a a, a, th- yes. no, still a tertiary No, I know where you're going right. with this. Right? Yeah, and I mean, so the idea there's that, no Lucius
2: that, that, Fox T-shirts is what you're saying. Yeah, the idea
3: right. that 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 somehow that DC DC's rights and royalties are so much more advantageous that that you could create a, a background character and get more money than for creating <laughs> one of the iconic characters. Um, and it's it, it that is sad to me. Um, but you know what was cool for Len again? It speaks to what a nice guy was. He never bitched about it publicly. Like Len never, he didn't say it's not fair. He never, you know, he always said, "Look, I, <laughs> he's not I, Mike um, Friedrich." <laughs> yeah, but no, I mean, he always said, "My, my, my career is is my own, and I know what I did." And and uh, and, and he was always very grateful. He and Hugh Jackman became friends. Right. Hugh Jackman was always very kind to him and uh, would fly him out to the premieres of the movies, and uh, they became friends. And so um, again, it just speaks to I, I personally would be would be salty as fuck if I were. Right. If I were Lenin and not getting paid for all that stuff, um but but he didn't he didn't seemingly ever let it bother him, so well,
2: you raise a good and, point. It's it's amazing all of the characters that he did create under the work for hire yeah.
3: banner. Right. And he, I
2: mean he just in my opinion, he gave money away, but he didn't see it, and, and I know there are others who don't see it that way. He created a character that will outlive the planet. And yes. it was done on an hourly basis, basically. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, okay, here we go. Here, here's um, Wolverine. Uh, maybe, maybe this thing will work out. And work out now it did. For for I mean, how much money has Marvel made over the decades on Wolverine? And that's can and, we even and calculate that?
0: You will. And and, and yes. T-shirts, merchandise, toys, that will absolutely come into play. But you will have, since Jason brought up the movies, you will have someone who will want to make sure that, oh, well, you know, the business side of things. Because Warner Brothers and DC are owned by the same company, so that's fine for them to take care of. But you know, just Fox owns the X-Men rights. And, of course, so yes. But still, regardless of how the business and the lawyers work their deals out, the fact that, that Len created so many. And, okay, great. Len was in days of future past and and they're they're nice little i guess uh, perks but it's it is absolutely uh it's it just hammers home the comments that uh jim lee or todd mcfarlane would say about you know i drew these characters everybody's got a t-shirt wearing this thing i drew where's my fucking t-shirt and and it's there are it it's Yes, you don't have to if if these are if these are characters you created for a company and they own that. Yeah, by all means, the company doesn't have to give you anything for for for, for creating things that benefit them. But there's just there is such a thing as as doing the right thing. And it, it would have absolutely I mean, it's just it the way. Jason presented it with you know here's Lucius Fox who's yeah who was who in some Batman comics and lucky enough to, to be a character in, in movies and on TV but it's still Lucius Fox and and here's all these other characters that Lynn had a hand in and and they didn't uh benefit him to the extent that Lucius did yeah
2: well you're right these comp- these corporations don't have to compensate the people that create for them that's why you have image comics today and 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 publishers like that that will give their crea- creators that work with them complete creative financial uh, you know financial and creative control that's the right thing to do but yes i mean the 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 publishing uh, comic book publishing companies started when you didn't receive rights for anything you you did it's an archaic way of doing it but unfortunately the big two think it's okay to keep doing it like uh david is real big on credit in like in the movies uh batman created by bob kane and bill finger Mm -hmm. that's great credit is nice so everybody knows that you know these two gentlemen created batman but send them a check yeah A, a big one you know, a, right, they're, they're right. not going to be able to eat on a on a credit, so.
3: Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, uh, we're we're, we're a de- veering gentleman. away
1: from
2: the, um, the not
3: I knew that he had been ill. He had a triple bypass in 2015, but I didn't know that he had been gravely ill for his entire life uh, until his wife, I, I, I guess this was not an unknown thing, but I wasn't aware of it. He had been sickly since a child. He'd been in and out of the hospital since, uh, since he was nine. Wow. So. The other fascinating thing about him, and I think we may have talked about this a time or two in the uh, back in the day, but um he and Marv Wolfman were childhood friends
1: mm-hmm.
3: and mm-hmm. they went to d c had free tours of their offices yeah. every week Damn. and they went every week for for a long time months or years i don't remember, but basically as kids, they went and took the tour every week that they were available together for Those for crazy ages kids are back
0: right yep. <laughs> let's just give him a goddamn job right but they did uh there is you know in in rereading uh about len one thing that i know especially the the, the justice league of america issue but i need to uh read this three part unofficial uh crossover between Marvel and DC. Um, uh, okay, it was Englehart, Steve Englehart, Jerry Conway, Len Wayne, uh, as well as uh, Glynis, uh Let's see, it was... It began in Amazing Adventures number 6. The story continued in Justice League of America 103. And uh, concluded in Thor number 207. And the... Uh, I... I probably didn't read the Thor issue. I know I read the Justice League of America issue. Each issue was standalone, but there was something going on in each of them where it became a uh, a wink-wink little crossover between the two companies.
2: We need to dig those up.
0: Yep. That's exactly what I'm thinking.
2: If we were prepared, we would have done that for this episode, but that ain't You're
0: us. absolutely mm-hmm. right now. And sure. why be Stay prepared? To the pants, folks.
2: Uh, and he wrote, two of my all-time favorite Spider-Man issues. Well, associated issues. He did uh, Giant Size Spider-Man 1 and 2. 1 is like one of my favorite comics favorite? of all time. B- just because I was at the perfect age. Giant, okay. Giant Size Spider-Man 1? Who's on the cover of that? Come that on. Spider-Man? Yeah. Kind of Fantastic Four? Giant Size Spider-Man number 1? That's the one with Dracula.
0: Ah, I wouldn't have guessed.
2: It's amazing. Warriors of Plasm. He did a couple issues of that. Like the guy was everywhere. Airboy.
0: Yeah, yeah. He uh, he wrote some episodes of uh, Ben Ten.
3: Yeah, he spent a long time doing a lot of the cartoons. The '80s X-Men cartoon. Um, a bunch of others. So that was the, that was a big part of his career, uh, particularly in the late '80s, early '90s. Yep. Uh, um, what a career!
2: Uh, I I think it's safe to say that the majority of comic book creators since Kirby, they're all living in their in under his shadow. I think Len mm-hmm. was was one of the few guys that stuck out. Now, when you when you look, and and, it, and it's sad because he didn't, he didn't. It wasn't apparent that he stuck out because he, like I said, he was omnipresent. You've read his stuff every month, many different characters. But now, as we do an overview of everything that he's done, who else uh, is there? Anybody that can compare to Ween, like all the stuff that he did, all the characters he created? It's just insane.
0: Yeah. there are. If if I. I've talked about you know, my golden age is, is just that that sweet spot, late seventies, early to mid eighties. And, you know, the new teen Titans is pretty much near the top of that list as, as super highlights for me. And, and Len was an editor on that and, and he brought the idea and, and actually and our good buddy, Tom King tweeted this, that uh, Len, had pitched the new Teen Titans with um, you know, by Marv and George to DC, and DC wanted to pass on it. But Len stuck to his guns, had it done, huge hit, and uh, apparently his follow up to that to DC was was Watchmen, and they couldn't say yes fast enough. But there are just there, yeah, I would not. I would not have enjoyed being a comic book fan as much as I did if it wasn't for one.
2: True that. Massively important.
3: Agreed. You're here.
2: Yeah. And he touched us all. This guy implanted memories in our young mm-hmm. minds that will never go away. We're going to take these with us, hopefully, after we cross over. I mean, that's powerful stuff and he he created this stuff from nothing, just from the, the the basic power of creation. he made all this shit up and it and it and it leached into our brains and it's there forever, only in comics, right absolutely, yep, so let's talk about some comics all right let's do it.
0: What you want to talk about
2: well, I read a ton of stuff for this episode because i i I, I slacked i slacked you know last episode didn't read all that much but this one i Mm -hmm. said i got to step up i read
0: Staff's probably gonna slack so that's
2: okay i read stuff from a plethora of publishers i'm testing out the pop filter um (laughs) david did you read divinity number zero uh actually you know what i
0: opened up I found the Valiant box. I opened it up, and and that is uh, right underneath Secret Weapons number 3. I did not read it yet. I'm I'm flipping through it right now, though.
2: Okay, but I will not spoil it. A praise of this uh, magnitude will not spoil the issue. It was written by Matt Kint, illustrated by Renato Geddes.
0: Looking quite different, actually.
2: Yes. um, In essence, the issue is nothing more than an Abrams eye view of the major players in the Valiant Universe. It's a primer for anyone that's interested in Valiant and hasn't read any of their books. They've been doing this for a couple of months now. And um they're they're laying out all the big guns in the Valiant universe. Abram kinda he's he's afraid that the end of Divinity three really screwed up the valiant universe that there's a butterfly effect going on
0: yeah i I realized as i'm flipping through this i didn't because of the all the tie-ins i haven't finished divinity 3 yet
2: ah okay well it's because you're reading valiant now and it's not all in russian you know that something happened at the end of divinity 3 that kind of set things right again that's all i'm gonna say it's 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 obvious right It's not not the Stalinverse anymore, Um, but there's a couple of things that are existing in the timeline now that shouldn't be, and he's worried. Um, Most notably, the Red Guard are still around, and they should have been erased from the timeline, but they're not. So he's like, oh, let me go check on everybody else and see if anything else is different. So um, he visits all the members of the Red Guard, and he, he has little talks with them. But then he shadows Bloodshot, and Harada, and Colin King, and Eric, and they all kind of perceive his presence, like which is weird, because Abram is almost a god. If he doesn't want you to notice his presence, you shouldn't really be able to know he's there. But of course, Ninjack knows, like automatically, because he's Ninjack, right? he's a ninja he's gonna know you're there mm-hmm. and um some of them greet him pleasantly like colin is like what's up buddy hey how you doing <laughs> right but so fam he goes to uh the planet where uh, eric is uh traipsing around and he wants nothing to do with him he's like go back home. I don't need you. Get the fuck out of here. And, 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 and Abram's like, but dude, you, you don't have the arm. He's like, I don't need you. Get the hell out of here. Um, and there's a bunch of surprises and, I, and I'll, I'll leave it to, to the reader to discover them, but this issue visually is quite possibly the most accomplished book that Valiant has ever published. Valiant 2.0. The new Valiant. The the visuals are just astounding. Dap, can you back me up on this?
0: Yeah, I am uh, I am quite impressed with the uh, Yeah. With the art in this issue.
2: Each panel it is, is fully painted.
0: Yeah, it's lush, yeah. Exquisite.
2: Um, and uh Getty's color sense, wow, there's a panel where bloodshot is kicking the shit out of out of people and there's a greenish creamy top lit but it's underlit by red it is just a gorgeous gorgeous page like it's amazing i i'm not one for original art and i hazard to guess how much this would actually yeah. cost yeah. um mm-hmm. but i would fork over some serious dough for this art It it is that good any of these on the wall would be an attention getter Jason, if you put one of these pages on your wall in the, in the hallway, going down and the the yeah. art walk, th- nobody would look at anything else. Mm. I I, a, I am. It it is hyperbole, but I was just astounded at just how next level this issue is. Each each one of these panels could be a cover. It's it's that good. And I was, and it's a zero issue, which kind of makes me happy, and then it just scares me a little bit because. Most people, do they read zero issues these days? Um, I don't know. It it seems like an afterthought, right?
1: Yeah. Like,
2: like, oh, you know, uh, zero issue, great. I got to read this. But, I mean, this is a worthwhile zero issue to read, especially Mm -hmm. if you are not well-versed in the Valiant Universe. It's Like I said, it's the major players. You're not going to get faith in this. Well, even though she's major, they, there's a there's a handful of valiant big guns, and they're all covered in this. Bloodshot, Harada, Ninjak, mm-hmm. and Exo Manowar—they're they're all in here. And um, there is a preview in the back for the next big thing at Valiant, which is Eternity yeah. and Trevor Harrison illustrates it and it does not look like anything set in the valiant universe it looks crazy it actually looks like something out of 2000 ad Mm -hmm. which is a good thing i mean if you're going to switch it up it's candy color there's a little bit of jim starlin in here too depp can you can you co-sign that look at that double page spread Uh, let's see hmm there's giant fingers coming up out of the ground, yeah
0: yeah, yeah especially the, 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 eternity uh, the
3: eternity art is some next level uh like like Mobius level stuff
0: it's crazy, and yeah especially the uh helmet
3: head with the
2: eye that love that love, that. I love to it. it's a little bit Morrison, but yeah, I love it
3: and the the mm-hmm. the, the, the the color scheme very very pastels it's sick I dig it,
2: yeah, it's sick, but again, it just in my mind, reinforces my belief that um, say what you will about the characters and the storylines. I happen to love them all, but um, as far as the eyes go,
3: nobody's touching Valiant. Well, I'll tell you what, Vince. Yes. (laughs) It's a beautiful segue because It is. as of today, the 2017 11 O'Closkers ballot is up and running so for anyone yourself included that wants to memorialize your love for valiant or anyone else you can go to tinyurl.com slash 11 o'clock comics and it will bring you to our google ballot and it is set up as it was last year where you can answer any question you feel like and then as long as you use your same email the next time you go to, to, to the page, it will save all your answers. You can change them if you change your mind as the year goes on. You can leave some blank and come back to it when you have a better idea. But uh, it is up and running. We will call attention to it periodically over the rest of the year. But I know that um, in years past, people were very happy when we had the ability for them to uh, memorialize some of their votes as they went along. Last year, uh, because of trying to figure out how to do the Google Forms, didn't really get the ballot up until pretty much the end of the year. So, try to remedy that. And um, and uh, if you're as in love with Valiant as Vince is, head on over there and uh, and cast your votes for the publisher.
0: Yes, and and I think I think we'll also have a link to it on the site. Wow, whoop,
2: whoop. technology! I just want to flesh out my comment a little bit. I, I'm talking on a consistent basis. Yes Marvel, yes, Marvel has guys like Nick Bradshaw, who's banging it every time that pencil touches the paper. And DC has um, Greg Capullo and just a, a host of great artists. But pound for pound, on a consistent basis, as a, a unified line of books, Valiant eclipses both Marvel and DC. The Marvel and DC has their ups and they have a lot of their downs. On a monthly basis. There's really no downs at Valiant. All the artists are just fantastic.
3: Mm hmm. I think that is true. Um you're right. I think you're right. I think in terms of the average grade for book quality, objectively it's very hard to not give Valiant massive props. Yes. Thank you. Because there's no fluff. No. Mm-mm. And writing and art. There's no fluff. Um it, it is their hit rate is incredible, and I have to say every time I jump back into the Valiant, I constantly want to want to give myself 100 lashes for not keeping current with it because not only is it worth the praise, but we also get the books on the free, so there's no excuse to not be up to date. Right, right, and if, um,
2: if you've been paying attention, the past couple of years, it's really the only company I stuck with.
3: That's true. Now, Vince, I have a little something for David this week and a little something for you.
2: Eee, I love it. And Ooh. this is
3: a perfect segue because I, too, read a Valiant Zero issue this week. Hmm.
2: Wow, what else came out? Ninjak. Oh, I didn't read it.
3: Which is my first question for you both. Okay. Why is it that of all the things Valiant does, you all seem to have the least love for Ninjak. That's not true. It may be No, true. yeah, that's not
0: true.
2: No, it, it's, it's, well... Because, can I explain why Why I have... Yeah, I'm asking. He's mm-hmm. a little bit too much Batman for me. Colin King is pretty flawless. He, he, oh, ra- okay. he rarely fails. Yeah, he's he that attitude, always yeah. has a plan. Mm-hmm. Um, he is involved in cosmic shit Again, he has no superpowers. He's just a supremely trained human being who is skilled in many different combat techniques. He's a, he's a Captain America level tactician. Mm-hmm. He, he's, he, he has contingency plans for everything. He, he's too perfect. Okay. And, he, and he's involved in cosmic level shit in the Valiant Universe that would destroy a, a regular human being. Mm-hmm. There, he is, he is instrumental in the uh, end of Divinity Three, and he should not have been. That's all well I'm
0: considering how Divinity Three started off with them going through the Ninja Alphabet. I mean, I, I guess yeah. <laughs> it kind of makes sense that that K would um, wrap things up or be involved in, in yeah. the end of it. I, I think I'm, I'm kind of in. In a similar boat, it's with everything about Valiant. Uh, they're all either extremely powerful uh, or displaced Visigoths. It's there's, wrong with that? there's just or <laughs> or immortals, and everybody everybody in the Valiant universe is special on beyond a a the human level but yes here's and instead of it being like an everyman it, it's a dude who is just basically a very much like a, a batman or a t'challa or, or or slay wilson and and it's it's just yeah granted he's got the enhanced reflexes but you know every there's he does kind of stand out a bit where you have other um other civilians are kind of in the background uh, like who the hell is um, in Jack's boss? was it Nigel what the hell is his name
2: Neville Alcott
0: Neville thank you yes yeah. so so i mean so but he is he's a supporting character he's not you know he's he's the guy talking in your ear and and you know for for someone like Holland to it just it doesn't it the and and yeah, it is that that attitude of you know he he just he is he is really really good at everything he does. Yeah, and, and he's and, and he's he disgustingly tempered.
2: pretty too. He's the guy you want to hate.
3: He's Roger Moore, basically.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Without without the gay, is, he absolutely is. Yes,
3: dude. Yes. I'm hey. sorry. Without <laughs> the what?
2: Without, without the, the what? Without the gay. <laughs> oh, 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 come on, son. I'm sorry. Oh, oh, nice. But. No, I I don't dislike Ninjak. I just he's the the he's just the character
3: I read last. Matt Kent's right. been doing a great job on the book. So yeah. has Francis Portella been the artist during it as well? Mm,
2: he may have done a couple, but okay. I, that's one of the things about the ninjack ongoing. The artists uh, it fluctuates. It kind of, yeah.
3: Yeah. I only ask because Ninjak Zero is by Kent with Portella pencils, and it's beautiful. Yeah. Um no surprise, but but uh but the, the new on this is basically the the transition to the new ongoing Ninja K,
1: mm-hmm.
3: um which is by Christos Gage and Tomas Giorello. Um I right know. So um I'm I, I will full disclosure, I, I my personal experience with Christos Gage versus Matt Kent is you know <laughs> right. Mm-hmm again i don't i don't think christos is a, a bad writer per se but 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 ken is is one of the best in the biz so that 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 concerns me a bit i think that's a bit of a step down potentially but Giorello's art is something something so um but yeah i mean the zero issue was what you would expect of a zero issue uh it is essentially just a reframing of where the character's been and where he's heading in the new book um it's essentially an origin story and and i have no basis to judge whether it's been changed much or not Um, from, from I don't know if they've changed his history or not. I mean, this is just telling you, I guess, and I don't know that that's all that, that, that important, but, but it just makes the point of how he was, you know, British, a British spy that was trained in, in uh, the art of ninjutsu um, after his love, who was also his trainer was killed Mm -hmm. and that um, she's become, I guess somehow or another she comes back to life a lot and that yep. she's both both his lover and his enemy. Yep. Uh Kona, is that her name? Kona? Um Roku. So yeah. I uh, so I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't know again, I don't know much about the character beyond uh the few times I've seen him in the uh the team books that that we've read. So um he seems cool enough to me.
2: Yeah. Mom um, and Dad were secret agents. And Okay. And he was raised by their um uh butler manservant who uh-huh. really turned out to be some something other than just a mere servant and mm-hmm. uh he's got like batman he's got parent issues and
1: uh
2: and he's, he's great he's that's the problem he's great
3: mhm right but uh, i thought the book looked great and uh it was exactly what a zero issue should be it sets up the new story, so Cool. I, I don't feel like I'm going to be missing out on wondering what the hell happened. So, yeah, kudos to that. But I love that I had a Valiant issue to, to regale you. I,
2: me too. I'm all giddy. Keep it up. I know. I want, if you brought Valiant to the table every week,
3: I would be, like, stupid happy. And the Eternity preview was in the back of this book, too, so. Yes.
2: And, you know, just so people don't think I'm a, I'm a Valiant Mark uh mm. Well, they, you are. They, they do falter from time to time. Savage mm. was not all that great.
0: That's true. That is true. Yeah, I didn't finish it. When did uh the, did the Ninjak Zero issue come in last month's box? Uh, no, I think it came out.
1: Uh,
3: I think it came out today.
0: Oh, it yeah. came out or, today. I mean, okay, to uh,
2: yesterday yeah. That's why I didn't read it because it wasn't in the physical. It wasn't exactly. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I didn't. Yeah. Okay.
2: But Secret Weapons Three yeah. was. Secret Weapons 3 was. Yeah, was I didn't get yeah, to that, that
0: yet. That's, that's the one I have right here. I love at covers. Yeah. It's on the
3: top of your stack?
0: Yes, it is.
3: Uh-huh. Awesome. Now, Boo, I told you earlier in the week I had a surprise for you.
0: Yes. Actually, I believe the quote was, I have a surprise for that ass. So I cannot wait to find out what it is. Well, if you look on Slack, you'll see it. Oh, suck a duck. Oh,
2: people play at home. But you can't because you can't see it. Do, do,
3: do, 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 do,
1: do, do. For
3: those of uh, are wondering, we add what we're reading to a Slack channel so that we well, all can't know what I we're going to tag team on. I believe I, I saw it. No, I just added it.
0: But you just added
3: it. Just added it. Hmm. I was intentionally not having Oh, it shit. Yep.
0: Stop playing.
3: Uh-huh. US I Avengers? read all... T- Stop. I read all 23 issues... Of the newest run of Deathstroke,
2: wow! How am I going to put that in the
0: show notes?
3: <laughs> what do you need, Deathstroke one through twenty-three? Okay.
0: Priest Deathstroke. Yeah. Holy crap! All right, so hit me. All
3: right, what'd you think? <laughs> yeah, I know that's your that's your dude. Now I'm I'm a keeper. I'm a keeper. One hundred. I had All read right, the first go. few. I would read the first few issues when we were when we were getting the DC reboot. Yep. And I was grooving on it, and then I can't front. The whole priest bigging us up, saying he's going to come on the show at New York Comic Con, and then mm-hmm. him, him not ever responding kind of made me feel some kind of way.
1: Yeah. So I
3: kind of like, I kind of like put it to the back burner for a bit. I was like, all right, well, but you kept reading it, and you clearly were feeling it, and I was definitely seeing some positive reviews from other spots too. So yeah, I just, I don't know, I just had a hankering to read something different, and I, I pulled out all the issues and, and caught up, and, and I think twenty three is the most the most recent one, right? <laughs>
0: Yes, last week's, yeah. Yeah,
3: so um so me I mean needless to say, we're talking two years worth of comics. Is this a bi by monthly? No, it was it was bi weekly up until uh to
0: to two twenty one, twenty two. When the Defiance arc started, that's when it became okay monthly. But for the most it was it you're talking about six months or so.
3: Yeah. Okay. So um I mean, a lot's happened, needless to say, because it is two 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 years' worth of comics, even if it's a year and a half chronologically. Uh, it's almost it's 20, 23 issues. Um, but I have to say, reading it all in one chunk, it, it bounces around a lot in the in the sense that a lot of things happen in each arc that um, Slade as a character goes in a lot of different directions at times. Um like you, as you know, I love priests, so it's great to see a book, uh, the him back at a book. Um, there were things that that made me smile. There were things that kind of made me write, give a side glance. Um, do, am I wrong to take the Red Lion as a shot at Black
0: Panther? I mean, it is. Yes, it seems to be pretty much. much just like he's an African warlord. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty much Black Panther.
3: Okay, yeah, and 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 but he's like a dumb version of Black Panther. Like he calls. Yes. And he's got an affectation. He he calls he he calls Slade a villain, but he says Whelan. Yes. Or um I guess he's somewhat comic relief, right? Because he's he, he's he's in the he's in the story periodically. He's kind of a, a, a numbskull, but he's also the ruler of an African country. I don't know. Um it was cool. I mean it was a little it it the book vacillates between funny and not funny a lot. Um I I think that at the at the end of it all, we can conclude that Slade is a horrible human being. Absolutely. Um I can't believe you're still reading it after what happened in issue sixteen.
0: I told you about that too. You did,
3: I know. I but at the time I didn't have yep. context, but yeah. That's cray that they did that. Um I mean if you don't if you didn't if you weren't sure whether to hate Slade before that you sure damn sure knew to hate him then. Absolutely. I mean let's think about this in this 2 years this dude is a dude that's that's sleeping well first of all he he was partially responsible for the death of his sons. He was he he put a hit out on his own daughter so he could get closer to her. He adopted another girl and then betrayed her by killing her dog to, to push her away. Yep. He sleeping with his son, Jericho's fiance, who's also a spy. Um, he's, he's a deplorable. He is absolutely deplorable. He is. Um, I find the, I, I, I'm glad I waited to read this because for me, the most interesting of the 23 issues is this current arc, the defiance arc.
0: And, uh, and and nevis's art is amazing I,
3: you just took the words out of my mouth yeah. the, the art i would say has been inconsistent throughout the book um i really can't say i disliked it in most cases I, it was fine in, in, but for what it was but i don't think it was always as strong as 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 it, i would have liked but nevis's art is something something yes um, indeed for sure so also i think there's been some pretty cool reveals in this defiance arc So let me let's just step back. So that those because I know you've talked about a lot of this, but 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 Slade in the New Fifty Two is doing his thing. He now is Icon a New Fifty Two creation or not New Fifty Two? What do we call this now? What's the the Uh, rebirth? Rebirth is 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 Icon a rebirth thing or is that a longstanding character? Uh,
0: Icon, I'm I'm not. The first time I remember, or the first time I did read Icon, were these flashbacks in this current Deathstroke. So if, if he was around before, I'm not 100%. Okay,
3: and then our... It's not the Milestone character, is it? No, no, it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a professor that created a gravity field suit that is now Deathstroke's main suit, but there's also a version that he donned himself, and is it quasi-hero, Uh, and then he, something happens to him and then Jericho ends up taking over the suit and becomes essentially icon. But, uh, um, that's why I'm asking. I, I, I wasn't
0: It looks like his first appearance is, uh, the, um, that issue of, uh, of Deathstroke, Deathstroke number two.
3: All right. So yeah, so Deathstroke is doing his thing. He's a, he's a a mercenary and assassin for hire. He's got his, uh, his homeboy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Uh, his, his oh, brain. wintergreen! Wintergreen. He's got wintergreen. Um, they're 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 crewing up, doing their thing. Um, now, Deathstroke isn't just he isn't he's still a meta human. He's still got a healing factor, um, but he's also got this suit, which is um, and they reference it a lot in the story. I mean, Priest is obsessed with it. It's it's this it's this gravity field thing, which essentially for Deathstroke it basically makes him. It's it's like a suit of armor. Um, in well, fact.
0: The, the um, if Priest likes talking up this suit, it's because and Vince loves this. It's because I kind of knocked it a little bit, only for Priest to make sure. He said that he designed the suit. That's his right. Permission. I remember. So yeah, I remember. He, uh, if if he if he does love the suit, it's because it's his baby.
3: Yeah, uh, and the suit at one point Superman is punching. Deathstroke in the suit is blocking the the impact, so it's a hella overpowered suit um, for sure. Um, and and this is really a story the the twenty the twenty three issues is really a story about Slade in his very twisted way reconnecting with his family. I think that's the overarching thing. Now again, this is not when you think about a dad uh, reconnecting with his family. You think about hey, sorry I've been working too much. Let's go on a vacation together. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For Slade, that's, that takes the form of, hey, I'm going to put a hit on you. And then we're going we're to quote unquote go to Gotham to figure out who's got a hit on you when I really know all along. And I'm going to have a boyfriend that you fall in love with talking about Rose that secretly works for me and is, I know the mom. And it, it's just, he's, he's just constantly manipulating everybody around him to the point where it's just impossible for any of them to think he's genuine. Um, he just is purely, he's manipulative. He's incapable of not being manipulative. Um, Jericho is a sick fuck in this. Yeah. Um, he, I guess, he doesn't. It, they portray his powers a little differently than the old days. He still takes possession of people, but they treat it almost like they actually refer to it as like near-field communication, where he can project his essence into other people's minds, and they show it as a green laser beam going from his eyes to the other person's. But effectively, it's the same type of powers he's always had. Um, He also is a mute, but he can speak to people through a technology that lets them hear him. Um, So in essence, it's a technology MacGuffin for telepathy. Um, And he's bisexual, I guess. Um, He's having an affair with, with, with the doctor, the doctor icon, the icon. Yeah. Um, And yet he also has a beautiful fiance. And at one point, the doctor threatens to out him because he doesn't think it's he, he doesn't think Jer- Jericho is being true to to himself, and so Jericho kills him or, or tr- well tries to kill him. He depowers the guy's suit as he's in as he's hovering in flight, and he comes crashing down. Um, and Doctor Arkhan doesn't in fact die, but he's he's a comatose for much of of this run. Uh, so Jericho's got some issues, but largely other than that, he's portrayed in a heroic bent outside of him doing that one thing, he's largely heroic in the stories. Rose is probably as much the main character of this run as Slade is. She's been trying to find herself as well. Uh, She reconnects with her mother. She is part, um, her mom is Chinese. And so she reconnects with that side of her family in a bit. She drops the Ravager name and just becomes known as the Rose. Um, She's got a boyfriend, but the boyfriend is kind of shady. it has got some issues. Um, she's got the love-hate thing going on with Slade. Um, and then there are, there are arcs and adventures. And, and at one point, they, there there's a, a two-issue Dennis Cowan run that takes place in Chicago. Uh,
0: with the creeper, where, Vince.
3: Yeah, nice. the creeper's in it, where some some moms are fed up with our kids being hurt. So they hire Deathstroke to take out the killer because the justice system isn't, isn't, isn't providing them justice. Um, but it's not actually Deathstroke. It's a, it's a gentleman who's donning a Deathstroke costume. And so Slade goes, goes to Chicago to intervene. And the creeper shows up as, as, as David suggested. And it was great to see Dennis Cowan art for sure. For a lot of the run, Larry Hama does breakdowns, yeah, on the book with various finishers. Um, I don't know who you thought was the best of the bunch, that but I, I had a preference for the Mark Morales inks
0: myself. Oh, absolutely, yeah, especially on the um, on the mm-hmm. the Bennett pencils. Uh, Pagoulian wasn't too bad, but I yeah, think I um, I, I I think I Bennett and Priest have worked well together. They they worked on Captain America and the Falcon. They they seem to have I. If there's any sort of language barrier between the two, it doesn't look like it exists on the page um but those were some clean lines, and that's that that's probably if if you like the Bennett stuff, then you will absolutely love the deon um D'Agenis, yeah uh, Neves, Neves works yeah. because they, they they they're very similar but but Nevis just does some it's it, it's little extra special,
3: yeah yeah. And there's just a lot of betrayal. There's some soap opera stuff. I mean, Jericho is still being threatened with being outed to his fiance for sleeping with with Icon and having a gay relationship, and she's sleeping with Slade, which is super hella shady. Um, there's just a whole bunch of shadiness, and Amanda Waller steps in and does her shady things. Vince, she basically is the one that outs Jericho to his fiance. And then on the wedding day, his fiance gets killed, yeah, yeah. Um, and that George becomes Jericho. a mystery. Instead. Yeah, he's he's all kinds of fucked up, um, and and so it goes back and forth, and and really Slade is Slade throughout most of it. I'm not sure how I feel about the suit, and because Priest really does make the suit a focal point of the book. Um, at one point, Slade loses the suit, uh, and another character dons the suit for a bit and he and Red Lion battle Deathstroke. Deathstroke does eventually get the suit back, but he goes blind at one point because he's exposed to radiation. So, dude's had a rough two years, for sure. And then something happens, and and I have to say, there are parts that I do find a bit disjointed. I'm not quite clear that what caused him to have the epiphany that he had that leads him to creating Defiance, um what what made him find God? I don't I don't quite understand why he found God.
0: I don't think we've because Priest loves the flashbacks and the cutscenes and mm-hmm. and the parallel storylines like we got going on with Willow and right. and I I don't I think we're going to there are times where if I'm reading a pre-series I just it's he's got the wheel. I'm along for the ride. Mm-hmm. I trust him to explain things when the time is right as he needs to. And, and this is, this is definitely one of those things because right before defiance, he was ready to just say, fuck it. I'm a shitty person. And, and, you know, I, my, my son and his that fiance and power girl and all this, and, you know, then the next issue comes out and after he fucks over after he does what he does with the, the Judas contract crossover, and that is pretty much when he. I don't know if you read those three issues. Uh, no,
3: I just to your point. Okay. I mean, I, I read the the Lazarus contract is part three. It was a crossover between Titans, Teen Titans, and and Deathstroke, and, it, yeah. and the yeah. last the last of the three is the Deathstroke issue, and I I just read that issue, so I was lost.
0: The uh, basically using Kid Flash Slade. Want to go back in time and save, uh, save Grant? Oh, okay. Um, but
3: the original Ravager and his son.
0: Yes, mm-hmm. when he was still when he was still young. Um, well, not that young, but he he was. It's he wanted to basically just, um, not become, not be, not stay a shitty dad, and he, as things are with time travel, everything is or with death, everything. Everything's always going to find a way if, if this is what's meant to happen if this is it's still going to happen you didn't make any difference so uh when it pretty much became all for naught he um it it's I'm kind of chalking it up to he if if I couldn't go back in time and make things better, then I'm just going to move forward and make the present better as much as i can and and just kind of but he's still it, he's still slayed because like you see when 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 he saves the uh when he saves the ship and when he saves the boat and 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 all the people on it or as many as he could you know he still turns around and hands the captain an invoice so it's not he's not right doing yeah. anything out of the kindness of his heart these, these these this isn't the justice league of america these aren't people just helping people because that's the right thing to do for Slade. It's like, fuck it. I'm, I'm still a mercenary. I still mm-hmm. need to get paid. Um, so yeah, I saved your life basically. So now you can pay me to make sure, you know, for me to save your life instead of, you know, as opposed to me taking a job that would kill somebody. But, uh, it's, it, it's kind of just a, between the, it it was jumping on point, and and that the Judas contract kind of just somewhat closed the door on the first nineteen twenty issues, and and now with the defiance, are we're kind of just moving forward with with this? I it has, the
3: priest gets his Christianity on. I mean, he speaks to it as he says Christ, he even references Christ. Yes, and he says once you stare at the face of God, so that's why I'm asking. I mean, this is clearly this is not a my life changed because I had a moment. This is I have had a. Meet, I believe I've, I've met God, and I, I my life has been wrong. So I, I'm surprised a bit that they're letting priests go into that, that direction. Uh, again, he is a religious man by all accounts. So yes. it would make sense for him to do this, but um, he's definitely treading on ground that could be problematic for my my tastes. Uh, so far, it's okay, but I, I when I start seeing him, evoke Jesus Christ in the book as as a important part of the story. I'm, I'm a little, I'm, I'm a little skeptical. Um, now he he's definitely continues to fuck with 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 Slade because the last member of the team is a jaw dropper.
0: Unless you read previews or 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 saw the cover, which again oh. and, and, and and but see, I the last time. I saw this character was probably the last time you saw this character because she was a supporting character in the Starfire comic, and she looks
3: but that's a, but
0: it, nothing but that's, like her. Right? I was going to say, that's yeah, a that, that's person. a
3: different Tara, though.
0: So, as far as I was concerned, Tara Markov didn't exist in the New Fifty Two. So, for right. me to see from seeing that, I didn't, I didn't recognize the character on the cover. Mm-hmm. So, for for them to just pull her out on on for for Adeline the Show we on the last page that that knocked me on my ass and because I don't I know if I'm if I'm buying the comic I'm not I'm not reading previews but when I pointed out you know I can't believe what just happened on the last issue the last page of that right. recent issue everybody's like well bro just read previews you just say, no I'm not so another point for me for not always reading previews cuz I don't want to mm-hmm. get spoiled but it's it's Yes, that is absolutely. I was completely, but but it seems like they kind of, when when the former Mrs. Wilson brings her out, it was kind of, it. I'm reading it as if it's behind Slade's back, and he won't believe what we got in store for him. But then the next issue, they're they're, they're doing practice runs and doing drills, right. and and everybody's doing their thing, and it's like, and she's right there, and I'm like, I thought this was supposed to be like a big, and I right. I just thought that's one of those things where I'm like, okay, is, is, is this fucking with me or is he just, is, is this going to come back as a flashback later on where it'll kind of make sense?
3: Yeah. Well, that's what I say. I think objectively priest has some gaps in, in the, the, the book because I do think his love affair with the flashbacks, I don't know that it's been perfectly executed. Um, but, but it's still cool. I, I think the team is cool. This Defiance team is is Deathstroke, Rose, Power Girl, who I know very little about, but... Same here. But, um, from, my, I get, from what I gather, she's been a part of the Teen Titans in recent iterations. Uh, Jericho, Kid Flash, which is the, the surprise hook, and then Terra. So, a um, lot of drama. Essentially, all of Slade's living kids, and then Kid <laughs> Flash, and then the kid that he used to bang. So um,
0: <laughs>
3: so it's definitely He's basically
0: quite... DC's Wolverine. So the, the, yeah. the, uh, it's, and, and as of right now, um, because of Slade's changing of his ways, uh, the society are, mm-hmm. are after him. That is, and, and, uh, mm-hmm. so basically all the other mercenaries and assassins are going to be gunning for him. and part of me thinks that he being deathstroke kind of knew that was coming and maybe he's hoping the kids will help keep him alive will will, will, will help join him in his fight I, uh-huh. it's just it's there's every time priest introduces something else it it kind of just makes me think where else we might be because there's not it is there is you cannot take slade wilson you can't take that stroke at face value
3: right, right? there's always I ulterior motives
0: here what he says exactly right. so uh if if priest is putting the words in his mouth and is pulling the strings then then i my mind has to be working in in double and triple over time because i i cannot just read an issue and be like Okay, so that's what happened and and you know, then go pull out an issue, something else. it's it, i there's everything that happens on the page there there's it's layered. So you kind of for me, Deathstroke is one of the densest uh, d c books they put out right now, only because you're I'm getting a lot more on the page than just what I see on the page,
3: right. So is Adeline also something that's in his past or is this new oh, to the
0: oh, oh no no that is Adeline is is the if we're going way, way back, she is the she was she was a commanding officer in the army and Slade was smitten and uh then he ended up joining into the experimental program, which was basically trying to D- DC's Captain America. They they, they gave right. him Super Serum and uh that gave him the enhanced reflexes and everything. Um but he uh he the um once he and Adeline had had children, um she did not know that he was dressing up and going out. He was a mercenary known as Deathstroke Terminator. When that that ended up coming home to her doorstep, and somebody knew who Deathstroke was, and knew Slade Wilson had children, and had a knife, which is just like the the rebirth stuff. Someone someone showed up at the house, put a knife to Joseph's throat. Slade thought he could beat the would be killer, uh, and in trying to take him out, the knife nicked joseph's throat and and ended up causing him to lose his voice once adeline found out that a my husband is a mercenary assassin and he endangered my child she shot him but his his reflexes saved his life and he and she's the reason why he has no eye
3: right but i'm saying so that's all in his pe- that that's that is not all new. that that's that's yeah, not no, new. That,
0: no, no, that, that, that's not okay. a rebirth or a priest thing. That's
3: because that is established in this rebirth directly as well. Same thing. They're yeah. together. She discovers he's a mercenary. Joseph's throat's cut. And the other son has run away from home, which then leads him to joining Hive, which leads to his death, or so they yeah. think. And then she shoots him in the back of the head and, and takes out his eye. Yeah. Right. Okay, so that's not
0: new. No.
3: What about her being married to the general?
0: That is that that I believe is new. I, I that know, I like a lot. Yeah, because
3: yeah. Slade rolls up to their house and Homeboy's just watching TV with a beer. Like you again? Yeah, not <laughs> like, bro. I thought we were going thought we talked about this.
0: Wintergreen yeah. has always been uh, his boy, and mm-hmm. and she has always confided in Wintergreen. He's Wintergreen has always cared for her. Um,
3: Does he I mean, need he, the suit? Do you find Do you find the suit a little off-putting?
0: the The black and white one. No, or,
3: the yeah, the super suit. I mean,
0: like. Yeah, no, I'm not. I, I I miss. You know, I'm just. That's just me. I miss the Buccaneer boots. I miss the old mask with the which
3: he dons when when he loses the suit. He, right exactly. But I was costume back on to go. fight. Like was giddy the suit to back. see that
0: again. Right. Um. No, because he was always he was. For me, it it was his skills. He didn't need aside from the enhancements that, that, that the experiment gave him, he didn't, he didn't need, you know, a a super powered suit. He didn't need a, the shield or anything like that. He was, he was great with weapons. He was kind of like taskmaster. He was great with weapons and he was quick and he could heal quickly. And, and I didn't, you know, it's like Captain America wearing, you know, uh, an enhanced outfit. It's like, it just, I, I preferred, I mean, it, it works depending on, I mean, if he's going up against Superman, then yeah, it, it, it'd be nice to have a little extra something to use to his advantage. But I, I kind of prefer him a little bit, uh, less techy.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Uh, so we are two thirds of the way through the defiance arc. I'm digging it. I think that the Nevis art made the book go from a six and a half to an eight. So I hope he sticks with it for a while. I, I do like the character of Deathstroke quite a bit. I think he's super cool. And definitely part of my inspiration for catching up has been catching up on Arrow, the T V show with Holden. So we're two thirds of the way through season two. And um we're just a few issues past the big reveal of Deathstroke being Deathstroke and alive with the grace with the grey hair. So that's cool. Um so yeah, yeah, I, I uh priest can still write. He's not yeah. very good at answering emails, but he can still write oh. Yeah, it
0: is <laughs> it's one of those and I think uh You know we're speaking... gonna
3: see him in New York and he's gonna dap us up again, right?
0: Oh I hope so. I'll have the pictures to prove it. Um and then we'll try it out again for another few months and rather rinse repeat, but the uh, <laughs> the the um, I do I thought believe Vince liked Vince, I
3: thought You like Deathstroke.
2: I do. I just I haven't read it in a in a minute. In a long think. time, yeah. But, ladies and gentlemen, you see how this works here? I got a gift, and Dap got a gift. I got a zero issue, and Dap got twenty-four <laughs> freaking issues. <laughs> I got five oh, minutes man. with ninjack, Dap oh, got a, a half an hour with Deathstroke. Oh, so you know dude. you you take what you're
0: given. Because it's only a zero issue. No, it's dude, you take your. Here's the thing, no. though,
3: bro. Here's the thing, though. I'm actually helping you. With this book too, because DAP has implored you to read Deathstroke, <laughs> okay. and and you have it's fallen on deaf ears. So I picked up your I picked up your fumble and I ran
0: it into the end zone. Right.
3: So you're actually doing me a favor. I'm helping. I'm helping, you help, you I'm helping me help you. Okay. That's right. God. Love I
0: believe you. Deathstroke is uh, plays a larger role in the upcoming season of Arrow. Oh, in nice. I hope. one
3: I, one thing I have to ask about before we get off this Deathstroke book, um, why? When they treat, first of all, they decide to treat the near comatose Dr. Icon with Rose and Slade's blood, which I presume is because they have healing factor? Yes. This, I didn't know Rose has healing factor?
0: I'm guessing it's it's just genetic. It's okay. Because it's... So well, I get that. Was...
3: So, so they, treat, they treat him with the blood to try and help expedite his healing. And it works in that it brings him back from the dead. But why does he turn into Solomon Grundy?
0: I don't know.
3: <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> Which is another this
3: regular he, dude who wore an exoskeleton <laughs> is near dead, and then they inject him with the blood, and he revives. But he literally revives. Looks like Slag and Grunny. He's a giant Hulk-like, white-skinned, angry creature now. And um, I'm not sure on. I'm not sure why why Slade's blood would do that to someone, but well, I that, presume that could be very important. Well, they're they're playing it out. It's a it's a well, yeah. recurring thing over the last few issues. So clearly, it's coming. It's going to come to bear. But and this dude's also crazy religious now too. Wow! Like he calls he calls Jericho at one point to say, "I'm not mad at you for killing me," uh, but he's all up on the we're all Christ's children, so forth, so oh, on. So boy, mm-hmm.
1: yeah,
0: yep.
3: All right, and. Tara's over eighteen in the book, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, because she's she's an escort now. So nice because she's pretty fine. Yeah, she is. <laughs> just saying, especially when Nevis draws her. Yeah, keeping it one hundred.
2: Yeah, more
3: comics. Yeah, well, Vince, Dap- we're dying to hear from you.
2: Oh well, I thought Dap would regale no, us Dap, with what Dap he Dap just read. went. No, no, Dap didn't go. Vince. Dap did not go. No, Dap was Dap, Dap, Dap was joining it. Did Dap do to Dap? All right. Um, let's see. O G N time.
0: I mean, we That's
2: could sign. So okay, all right, fine. Jesus. O G N babies. Okay. Why are, getting, why are you getting all Jesus on me? Um, which is. Oh, I know what you going to talk about. Really? This mm. yes, this is from um, Dark Horse. It's one of those Dark Horse originals, uh, written by Douglas Rushkoff, one of the best brains I have ever had the pleasure to uh, greet in their their corporeal forms. The man is amazing. He wrote uh, Testament for uh, Vertigo. He's the author of of many books. He is a world-class thinker. And it's illustrated by a uh, contemporary of Mr. Bendis, Mr. Michael Avon Oming. I gotta say, it is without a doubt one of the best graphic novels I've read. It's called Alistair and Adolf. Did you guys leave? <laughs> I just I, I heard I heard bloop bloop and I was I have to look at my Skype just to make sure y'all were there. Are we here. Yeah, it's called Alistair and Adolf. Alistair being Alister Crowley, and Adolf being Hitler. So, what's the setup? It's a strange one. Um, There is a man named Hugh who works for the Viceroy Corporation, and he's laying out a webpage, and he drops a logo into the HTML, um, and the logo starts moving. It goes across the page, and he can't quite get it to be positioned where he wants it. It's just being very pernicious, and he's like, what's up with this logo? And uh, you know, one of his coworkers said, you know, just 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 try and get it scanned. And he, he he's like he's playing around with it and he's not letting it go. And he's eventually sent to a man who used to work for the Vice Viceroy Corporation, a man named Roberts. And Roberts is not doing too well. He's in a he's in a hospital bed, he's hooked up to oxygen, he's old. Um and he said, I was waiting for you and he regales him of the story, Roberts, um, in the army, worked under General Patton. And this is 1938. Uh, The United States has not yet entered the war. Rumor has it that Hitler got his hands on the Spear of Destiny. You know, that uh, mythological implement that pierced the side of Christ on the cross. uh, and um, legend has it that he who possesses the Spear of Destiny is unconquerable. But lest you think it's another Spear of Destiny story with Hitler, it's not. Um, the uh, they, they send Roberts over to Europe to enlist the aid of Aleister Crowley uh, to defeat Hitler mentally and spiritually. Now, What the hell could Aleister Crowley have to do with with defeating Hitler? Um, This is where the book may not hit um, the mark with every reader because it gets very dark. Um, Hitler has an occult bureau. And Rudolf Hess is a member. And the swastika that the the Germans have appropriated is a sigil, a magical sigil. And if if you know your 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 uh, your magic with a K, a, a sigil is a graphic representation of the will, and one charges the sigil with an extremely powerful emotional investiture, usually sex. One, one creates a sigil, and either alone or with another person, they infuse their will into the sigil at the moment of release. And okay, so, but the Germans weren't doing that. The Germans were infusing the swastika with magical energy through the deaths of the Jewish people. That breaks my heart it it's 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 very powerful, and it was working for hitler the the swastika has become to this day a symbol of dark, dark power and um the allies were at a loss so so they sent Roberts over, and he is initiated into crowley's golden dawn um google it if you don't know it um to Hopefully convince Crowley to come up with something to counter the unbelievable power of of the the swastika. And um Crowley has a beautiful uh woman in his charge uh, named Daphne, and of course, Roberts falls for Daphne. And, and he's initiated into the Golden Dawn. And the book, um, if this turns you off, uh, is infused with a ton of sex. A ton of sex. And to see Avon Oming draw naked bodies and everything, you would think, okay, it's the guy from Powers. So the figures are going to look blocky, uh, like uh, Silent Invasion. Uh, but no, it's not. This is by far the absolute best and most versatile I've ever seen Avon Oming on the page.
1: Nice.
2: Some of these pages, and you can see them um, on our website, 11 in the gallery that accompanies each new episode. They are gorgeous pages. Um, not only does Oming do the, the beautiful um, line work for which he's noted, but, I mean, it's, it's, more, it's a more organic mm. approach than usual, but... He's using ink washes as well. I mean, this is astounding stuff. Um, so, so Roberts weasels his way in, and uh, there are there's an appearance, a couple appearances in the book by Ian Fleming. Yes, that Ian, Ian Fleming. Uh, Winston Churchill plays a part, albeit off camera, and uh, they, the the Allies get their hands on Rudolf Hess. And and um, through uh, Crowley's um, badgering, slash torturing, and and drugs, they get him to to fess up. Yeah, it's we're 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 doing the dark arts, and and that's a sigil. And he he lays it all out. So like Crowley's like, shit. Okay, I need something to turn the tide. What can I possibly do? I need a sigil. And and a lot of the book gets into um Crowley's magic and 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 sigils and uh eventually one is discovered and I won't say how it is discovered but it's both uh a hand gesture that becomes a graphic representation of something else and it's eventually used as the logo for this Viceroy Corporation, and it's also, well, I, I won't say that, but it there, there's a nefarious use of the the logo that comes after the war. But during the war, it actually the the the, the sigil actually turns the tide when this the, this campaign that they the Allies came up with through Crowley becomes so popular so uh, pervasive that it actually tips the scales and and we all know the end of of World War II I mean Hitler goes down but it's just an there's no there's very um little light in this book it's it's very very dark but um the end I I can reveal the end of the book it's it's both uh, a work of fiction and nonfiction, because it's Rushkoff who is magically minded. He makes the reader aware that sigils are everywhere. Um, the the one of the last pages, uh, Hugh is running through Times Square, and he's surrounded by logos that are not logos. They're sigils. The the, the if if you don't think that these companies are aware of the power of um, the will, as related to their graphic representation, then you're, you're, you're fooling yourself, uh, or you haven't done enough research because it's out there, and Rushkoff makes the reader aware of that. It's 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 like Len Wein. It's omnipresent. This kind of stuff, but man, it, it you know it just took my breath away. This thing is so well done. Um, if you have no background in magic, you will after you read this. It's it's both a uh, you know a primer on on certain magical ways of thought, um, and it I love it because it paints Crowley not as the villain that he's uh, he's most commonly known as like the great beast, but as the the, the forward thinker that he was. Yeah, a lot of times he did what he did to get a piece of ass. But if he did, he he, he was human. Um and uh but if you read his books, uh, he was a uh, one of the he was a very very rare thinker. Just a an, an amazing intellect. Um but yeah, read this. It's I think it's essential. Alistair and Adolf by uh, Dark Horse. Um hardcover. It's it's a little bit smaller than standard comic size, but um i I think maybe it's one hundred and twenty eight pages and it retails mm-hmm. for nineteen ninety nine.
3: Is this new? Uh twenty seventeen, I believe. Uh, I completely missed the solicit for this.
2: It was resolicited uh let me make sure it's twenty seventeen. No, it's twenty sixteen. But it was mm-hmm. resolicited uh, in previews maybe two months ago and I'm like hmm. damn I blanked on that I got to get it and it came in my last box and I just totally devoured it and nice. I, I read it like three times because I, I'm a I'm a student of Crowley uh, and there's a lot of stuff in here that was true mm-hmm. and there's a lot where you know Rushkoff takes liberties but they work in terms of the story, like I don't believe Crowley had a, a a woman named Daphne who looked like this that uh you know um well, I can't say that because it would spoil part of the the story but it's it's all here it's and it's it's great the layouts are just phenomenal and and you see the logo that Hugh's playing with in the beginning, and uh Roberts is like, "Do you know where that thing came from?" and And he shows him pictures of um you know uh, Siamese twins, dead Siamese twins, and starving um, African children and, and uh, it, it's uh, uh, Roman shields and two men 69ing in a, in a pentagram, and it's like, this is what was, this is what the inspiration for this sigil that's where this came from and the guy just doesn't want to believe it but he's got all tattoos up and down his arms and they're all sigils (laughs) so it's he is the chosen one um he he is the one that they're bringing into the light and making aware of this i don't know if there's ever going to be a sequel to this i don't think there needs to be but if Rushkoff wanted to, he could take this, uh-huh. this character and the contemporary character in this book and do something else with him. It's it's phenomenal. Yikes! All right, adding yeah. it to the list. I hope you like it. Sounds Be, good. Because you know we, I mean, I I I love Mouse Guard. Not Mouse Guard. Shit, that is a faux pas. Um, Mouse. M- Mice Templar. And, Mice um, Templar. See, yeah. See, wasn't right. that a, that was a major screw up on my part? Yeah. Um, yeah. And probably a common one, too. But, I mean, I've followed Avon Oming through his entire career. I really don't vibe on the power stuff, but that's not to say I I, I don't love the bulk of what he's produced. This is by by far the best I've ever seen him.
0: All right. That's awesome. Yeah. Sweet. Yep. Next. Uh, Who read... Some second issues. I did. Hitch. I did. Did you? Yes. A tag team on some stuff. Sure. I uh, I started Spy,
2: tag team back again. I started Spy Seal, yeah. and it is a wordy bitch. And it I is. I only As got is the like the first issue, but yeah, I only got like halfway through it. Okay, mm-hmm. so understandable. If you, if you want to talk about that, I can I can back you up on the art and part of the story. Well, no,
0: yeah, and and the art is the the. The art is good um we are i mean real quick we're just we're um we're picking up after the events from the first issue uh, not immediately after but uh no yeah. it's it's a little bit of time has passed and and our boy is is now a, a full fledged spy um I think my only real issue and i i thought this might have just been a one off at the first issue, but i think it's it's it might be Tommaso's thing is. The issues end rather abruptly. He gets it out of last page, out of last panel, and then I turn the page because I'm not quite... Because it, it you could still continue with the story, but that's it for the issue. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, you know, uh, I, I agree with you. There, There is a very abrupt ending to them.
0: And aside from his little signature in the bottom corner, it, it, it doesn't look like any other... It could be a page in the middle of the book.
3: Right, it, it, right. It, it's, See, it's funny because so as, as far as I was concerned, it was a one-shot, so... <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, that's, motherfucker. That's not right. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I didn't know it was a beat. Anyway. Mashed potatoes. Uh, but uh, speaking of a book where time has passed, mm-hmm. Redlands number mm. two. Ooh, man.
2: Loved it. Yeah. Un- did. Totally unexpected, but it is raw.
3: Oh, baby, I like it raw. Jason, did you it... read it? Um, No. It's literally next to my list. Oh, okay, literally,
2: literally, literally. Scotty. Um, like David said, uh, time has passed, and the three women whom we now know are witches. Like I, I called them demons. Maybe we weren't. We weren't quite sure exactly
1: you what weren't they were. Quite sure, I yeah. wasn't quite sure. Yeah,
2: because it, it was a little vague, right? <laughs> um. They are, in fact, witches. And uh, a lot of time has passed since 1977, the events of the first issue. They are now in control of Redlands, Florida. They, yes. they Remember all those cops that they ousted from the the police station? Well, they have taken their places. Alice, uh, Bridget, and Roe, the three witches, are now the law in Redlands, Florida, which is really convenient for them because as the law they can smooth over any kind of murder that may happen um and and that's a that's exactly what happened like there there's a a a subplot go, well it's the main plot there's a serial killer on the loose uh called Red Brandt. and he's he's um he's very artistic because not only does he kill but he uses the victim's blood to create art. And the cool thing about this issue, one of the cool things, in the back, we get to see examples, not just one, but like full page, four of them, full page, it was a four or five, I don't know, uh, full page examples of Red Brandt's art. And they're all just red smears on on canvas, but they're they're done, there's a different approach to each one. And they're, you could tell them apart. I, I thought they were cool. Um, so Redbrandt is taking the blood of his victims, making art, and, and it, people are starting to become very concerned. And, and it's like, well, what are you going to do about this Redbrandt uh, killer? But, so that's going on in the forefront. In the, in the, a little bit in the background, there's um, something called feast day. And feast day requires a sacrifice. So there's, there's one section in the, in the issue where this um, girl named Cheryl... She's a, she's a cheerleader, and it, it takes place out of the high school. And the, I guess because the the serial killer is is so much in everyone's mind, like kids are getting escorted places. They they mm-hmm. don't they don't just let these kids you know walk home from school or go after the game, go to the the, the malt shop if there's still such things. They, they they are there are people that see them home, and and the person that was uh, originally going to see Cheryl home is Principal Cody. And he's a he's a scumbag.
0: He's a vile redneck fuck.
2: Yes, because Cheryl is what, fifteen?
0: I uh, just read it.
3: I'm good.
2: And uh <laughs> Cheryl's concerned with her boyfriend who's in college that, you know, he wants to have oh. sex. Oh and, well
0: yeah, well quote, yeah. Okay.
2: Yeah, and um his door's always open. And and Principal Cody uses that as a, a door to maybe get in Cheryl's pants, and he's mm-hmm. really in her face. In walks Alice, one of the witches, and puts Principal Cody in his place. And the reader thinks that, okay, wow, she's this, the heroine. this Alice isn't so bad. You know, she's right. pretty, pretty damn cool. But she... Um, uh, offers to escort the girl home because her parents Mm are are away and mom's doing this and dad's never home and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, I think she says something about her brother being somewhere else, if if memory serves. But the the point I'm trying to make is Alice does not take Cheryl home. She brings her to the sacrifice and they Mm -hmm. kill her and the witches bathe in her blood and have sex. And I did not expect that.
3: Interesting. You didn't think it was telegraphed? No.
2: She (laughs) comes to help. She's why? Why would she? Yeah, but
3: but but they but even like the crime happens and then their their forensic assistant is like, oh, it's all good. We we figured out who did it, so you can you can enjoy feast day. And then they're like, oh yeah, they're like, what a way to start off feast day. And then Mm -hmm. and then it just seemed like and then they are her walking in the. The, the scene of, that that Vanessa draws of, 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 of them walking to the two together and talking about her being a virgin, and I'm thinking, oh yeah. boy. Yep. I'm thinking
0: especially that bottom panel. Yeah, she's about gets...
3: to she's about to get got. Yep. No but now I but, didn't expect the sapphic love in the blood, which was a nice little addendum. Yeah,
2: yes. it's it and it's it's very explicit because when uh Red Brandt, um, kills three victims in effigy, uh, they're 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 um, young girls who resemble Alice, Bridget, and Roe. and he he trusses them up on the ground. They're completely naked. I mean, you could see everything. And um, Jason, when when the 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 uh, medical examiner, they don't know who, they, they don't solve the case. It's and he says it's very important. He, there's there's traces of of alchemy and magic. In the no film. no, but
3: then he says the good news is we id the girls. The link was in no family. investigation. Oh yeah, they know, the girls, they know who
2: the girls. They know who the girls are. Yeah. But, Right, um, and uh, now where was I going with that? Oh no, I uh, Alice has some kind of power that over people where you can't help but confess to her. Did you notice that when when the, the girls when Cheryl's talking to her, she's like, I don't know why I'm babbling out the mouth. I mean, I don't mm, even I don't I even pick up on that I too. don't even know you. And they mention somewhere else in the issue where you go talk to her because that's your thing.
3: Uh, okay. Cool. You know,
2: so I'm I'm guessing that people are humans, mortals, are unable to hide secrets from Alice mm-hmm. because she just lays it all out. Mom and Dad aren't home. I'm all by myself. Um yeah. I needs to get home. You know, and and Alice is like, all right. But I I swear I did not expect her to be the the sacrificial
0: lamb. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we we do not choose our abilities, Alice. They choose us. Perhaps you enjoy listening to others. And that's that that's what Ro, uh says to Alice on her way out. So, yeah, no, I think I think you're on to something. Vince.
2: Yeah, but I, another just I'm so glad that I'm buying these in paper. Because I'm guessing I'm hoping that those paintings and the uh, the accompanying page with the, the scrawl handwriting on there, I'm 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 hoping that those aren't going to appear in the in the trade. Cause I, want, I think they will. I want people to buy these issues. These are. This is a really. It, it, it was gut wrenching. Like when they, when I saw the, the 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 candles, and I'm like, "What is going on?" And you see Cheryl all naked, trussed up like a like a pig, and and then the, it switches to the three witches just completely red, and they're getting it on. It's nuts.
3: Mm-hmm. It is Vanessa. Her art here is fantastic. It's Vanessa's definitely become someone where I I don't think she's comfortable drawing uh, licensed comics. No, I have no. not found... No, oh, I'm not saying there is. But I'm saying I, I have found her work on things like Scarlet Witch to not in any way captivate me in the way that her own stuff has captivated me. Um, and so it's, I think this is, this is right up her, this is right up her alley. This is her wheelhouse. Mm. So she needs to stick with this kind of thing.
2: Yeah. I really like her stuff. The, uh, that, that hit series, I believe it's from boom. I got to get on that because I, I've seen some of the art and it's just amazing.
3: Yeah. I think that she looks great in that. I think the story's writing is a little, leaves a little something to be desired, but I think she looks fantastic in it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And there's two, there are two volumes but uh, um, another cool thing about this issue this red brand serial killer seems to know um that the witches are in fact witches and there are more right. and he also knows about someone called zuzu to to whom the the uh, witches owe a debt so he knows a lot maybe he's a um another practitioner or um Maybe the, uh, his murders are, are like, like the witches. Maybe his murders are rituals as well. I mean, who knows?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But there's one thing I, I'm a little unclear on. The last sequence in the book where um, you see the body in the boat. Mm-hmm. What is going on there? It's a man. Are we to assume that that is Redbrandt and someone got to him?
0: No, I don't think so. Well,
2: then who is it? Because you see, there's a little cabin um, by what looks like a lake or, a, you know, whatever, a body of water. And right. it's someone called Laurent is talking to Bridget. And he's like, oh, happy feast day. Call me when you get this oh it was laurent that's his phone going off and red brandt had killed him there yeah. you go yeah oh okay i'm getting it now because i was i i, I right I was, because
3: there's there he is holding his canvas at the right right, right right
2: okay so he's getting closer to the witches by killing their yeah. friends
3: ah okay mm-hmm.
2: my bad my bad red okay, brandt I,
3: that's a great name what a great name for a villain isn't
2: it yep yeah it's like something yeah. out of Silence of the Lamps, right?
3: No doubt. Yeah.
2: But they're great stuff. Absolutely mm, loving mm. it. Loving it. Loving it.
3: It's nice to see Jordy stretching her chops away from just coloring. Not that she's phenomenal at that, but right. I see her writing something.
2: No, this would be a great um, FX series.
3: Mm. Now, it'd need to be Showtime so
0: they can get nasty. Okay. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Speaking of FX series, though, um, whoa, there was something that almost happened that would have made Ephraim the best fucking character on TV, had he.
2: Oh, he doesn't kill himself. Oh, son. I'm way behind, dog.
0: I know, but had he done something in this past up ep- in the penultimate episode, because this someday is the season for the series finale. Um, had he done something, everything he had done. The past five, six years would have been forgiven. So he
2: has a chance to kill Zach and he doesn't do it. What a jerk. Am I getting it?
3: Come on, you can tell me. Don't tell him if he's getting it. No. I'm, yeah, I'm he's getting telling it. me too. Exactly. <sighs> so maybe no. little spoilers. Sometimes. Really
2: sometimes I do. Yeah. About mm. stuff but that I, I but Ahead. no about stuff that I'm interested in but not completely like if he was telling me something about Twin Peaks I'd be, I'd be shutting that down but this is different I like it but I don't love it
0: this season's been good <laughs> I like this season <laughs> I mean it's no you know American Horror Story or anything that you guys love uh, yo about. that's, bananas. that's yeah. really <laughs> bananas It is. it is horrible
3: no, I don't uh, know that it's horrible. I think you're being tough on it, but uh, but it's definitely crazy. I, I don't know too many people that could watch that without getting disturbing dreams. But the the
2: sides are are both amped up to a By dis- design, though. Of course. I know to a stir- disturbing degree. Like, yeah, I don't like him, but I don't think Trump is the Antichrist, you know. And I also don't think that the liberal agenda is that crybaby. You know they 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 make the Sarah Paulson's character is is if you I think this series no matter what side of the fence you're on you're going to find something to enjoy like look at this whiny liberal bitch you know what I mean they they just make her such a crybaby and on right. the other side the the kid I I never can remember his name he's so despicable and he spouts and he spouts the rhetoric in total line with what's going on like uh, I guess like the left could look at him as like that's what's wrong with everything so Mm -hmm. I I mean they're stacking the deck in their favor on both sides it doesn't work for me I don't know Mm -hmm. I do like the clowns though the clowns are really terrifying the triple face clown is my favorite
3: with the with the with the dildo noses
2: yes I love him
3: oh hmm but it's it's frightening. Y'all, how do you, y'all nervous about um, Blade Runner twenty forty
2: nine? I don't <sighs> see why it needs to be made, but whatever. Yes, yeah, same here. Well,
3: of course, but I mean that's why I'm saying. you Are nervous about it? It's it's it's. Yeah. Is it is it going to be before Watchmen or is it going to be Empire Strikes Back? I mean, well, before Watchmen
2: be. wasn't bad, but. um I don't have to watch it. No, right? That's true. Right. I can I can pretend it doesn't exist like Alien Three.
3: Mm. Are you not going to watch it?
2: I I'll watch it. We'll see. I'll look at the some of the, the preview footage. I, I haven't yet. And, mm-hmm. and and see what happens. I don't know. The because the the original is such a monumental film. I
3: know, that's why I asked if you were nervous. That's I'm mm. nervous. For that very uh, reason.
2: Well, it's kind of like what we say about comics. It doesn't cancel out what's come before. So you can, you know, it, 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 take it or leave it.
3: True.
2: Yeah. We got, That's I got, true. I got more comics if you want to talk comics. You do it. Do it up. Do you, okay. Okay. Um, amazingly, another issue of Sabrina has come out in this in, in this year. Well, would we get three issues of Sabrina this year? It's it's almost inconceivable. But yes, another issue has come out. Sabrina number eight, written by Roberto Aguirre-Sacaza and illustrated by Robert Hack. I won't get too deep into it because I don't think you guys finished the previous arc.
3: No. Correct. <laughs> oh, no, I did.
2: I read the trade. Okay, David, did you?
0: oh wait no the last arc end with a uh, marriage or the first arc rather
2: uh no, it ended in with a death and a a resurrection so I won't say well, i can't hmm. yeah
0: what what, the, what 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 number are they up to or is eight this, volume two?
2: eight this is this is um the witch war part two.
0: Yeah, I believe I finished the first arc.
2: Okay, so you know, do you know about Harvey? Sabrina's boyfriend, Harvey? Yes. Okay. So, um, Harvey stuck his nose where it didn't belong and was killed for his efforts. And being Sabrina's uh, love of her life, she uses her magics to revive him. But what Sabrina doesn't know is... It may look like Harvey on the outside, but on the inside, it's her father. Your father. It's her father, Edward Spellman. And um, the uh, Hilda and Zelda take great issue with uh, Sabrina using her power to revive uh, a human being. Um, And they confront her about it. And they're throwing magic around like crazy they summon um, the psychopomps. And the psychopomps, as far as uh, in the Sabrina universe, are, are creatures responsible for ferrying the dead, or in this case, the undead, from the mortal coil of Earth to or back to the shadowy realms of the afterlife. And as visualized by Robert Hack, the psychopomps are a combination of a skull... A brain and an octopus and or squid they are very cool looking so the the Hilda and elder are throwing this magic at Sabrina, and she 's fighting back and and um she finds a way to uh dispense with the psychopomps but that 's not the what I consider the most important thing about this issue um there There are two things that I found really cool the first is that there are bits of continuity bleed from afterlife with Archie. Oh, it's, nice. it's, it's really neat. Sabrina and, uh, he, who is not Harvey are, they're, they're engaged in this little PDA outside of pops, the malt shop and, and who exits pops, but Jughead. And he, he walks out, he's like, yeah, get a room. um, And when he speaks to Sabrina, she, you know, obviously she looks at him and she sees not teen Jughead. She sees a rotting, shambling zombie corpse, king of the zombies, as he is in Afterlife with Archie. And she also sees herself as the Bride of Cthulhu. Uh So that's neat that they're doing this little bleed between Afterlife and Sabrina. And and the second thing that I found really notable was or noteworthy um, when Sabrina is is battling her, her aunts and, and they're they're blasting each oops they're blasting each other with magic and you know all outside of pops um, malt shop. Pops looks out the window, and he says, "What in the hell? So you have a mortal." who actually sees all this magic shit going down like it in the past where whether it was in the comic or the tv series the creators of sabrina have gone out of their way to mask the human perception of magic like they come up with some cockamamie explanation to you know the, convince the mortals that what they saw was not what they thought they saw or or you know they'd have one of the witches wipe somebody's my brain that that you know take the memory of what they saw out but here pops is seeing it all and he's reacting to it so i don't know whether pops has some something that you know makes him special where he can actually perceive the magic but that's a big deal right <laughs> it's all out in the open which is a neat fresh take on it where you know, instead of um wah 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 you know you didn't see anything right yeah yeah that i like that a lot that's that's very refreshing but um so yeah noteworthy it is a great issue that the cover is wow it's a profile of sabrina and half her face is a a skeleton uh, a skull mm-hmm. it's great and um i love the autumnal palette color palette that uh Robert Hack is using on this it's all burnt umbers and reds and oranges and yellows it's a very fall looking book which I think suits the story immensely it just it feels you get a chill because when it's fall and you look out your window and there's all the color leaves of you know of corresponding color leaves on the ground it's not all that warm it's chilly and I think that it works great there are very, very few things in this issue that are blue. Pop's shirt is a very, very pale blue. But other than that, I'm looking, and there are no colors on that side of the wheel. It, They're all autumnal, and I love it. Sabrina.
1: Nice.
2: It's your yeah. spot. Oh, it's my spot. Yeah. Good
3: All right. Dap. Yeah. Dap. Yeah. Yo. I see you read a particular issue of a particular series that we don't often talk about.
0: Hmm. I have a feeling that may have been my new travel, so I'm looking forward to us talking mm. about it. Ooh, I, totally No, but we can. No, because it's all right. It's It was a fantastic issue, Boo. I see you read it as well. I read
3: it because you read it. Oh. I, I, you read it, and then I thought, why do you read that? Because you don't read the series on the regular. No, and, then, and then I looked and saw why you read it, and
0: I was like, "Oh, that sounds interesting." Yes, yes, and I, I, uh, I'm going to send an email to DCBS because I did not know it was a multiple part story. I thought it was a, uh, I thought our boy Mike was just doing the one issue, but apparently not. Um, although this is, this is a series that Vince and I were going to talk about an issue of a couple months ago, which we never did. Uh, but Jason and I are talking about Astro City number forty-seven.
2: Oh yes.
0: Mm-hmm. with the uh with the character g-dog and the g stands for good uh and this issue is fantastically illustrated by mr mike norton curb music is of course your writer the cover is by alex ross and uh it is a it's it's no well, more or less a first person story um about uh about a guy who um well about a dog named Hank who more or less gets stolen gets 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 dog napped gets uh, taken from someone who is um mostly going to sell Hank uh for his own benefit but um the uh Andy is the new Owner of Hank. Hank is a uh, is an adorable corgi. Who, um, you know, it's great. It, it, this is Andy. Kind of reminds me. Um, my wife has a plaque above her desk that that, that she, it, it's it basically it reads um, more or less my the. the my life's purpose is to be as good a person as my dog thinks i am and and it's kind of um it it kind of becomes andy's motto throughout this issue because andy andy is a thief andy andy does not um he, he's not really on the uh the side of the angels but once hank kind of enters his life he wants to be a better person and uh, he um, he just anytime he thinks Hank would frown on his actions, Andy thinks twice, doesn't pull the trigger and, and just uh, keeps walking that straight and narrow Andy's life kind of turns around, he meets a girl a uh, girl is good for him girl wants to um, see him do better works on uh, getting him a job. Uh, but before all of that, there is one time where, uh, Andy decides to, um, see, he he breaks into a house and, uh, and he steals an amulet, puts the amulet on and, uh, it for a few days, eventually he's playing with, uh, He's playing with Hank. bends over the amulet, is, is hanging from his neck. Uh, Hank's nose bops it, and they basically merge. and And uh, Andy is is basically a, uh, or you could either say Andy becomes a, a two legged corgi or uh, Hank becomes a dog that is, is basically just standing upright, but, um, that also helps. Even, Andy thinks maybe Hank isn't quite sure what's going on, but he still knows that, um, he needs to do good. And, and, uh, he basically, well, this becomes a superhero. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, I, I'm not because I haven't read as much as I, I used to read Astro City when it first came out. Haven't read a whole lot in recent years, uh, so I'm not too um I I'm not too aware of a lot of the characters these days or what's going around uh what's going on in this world. Uh but the fact that this was kind of somewhat a, a standalone is issue. A standalone story uh where you're not getting so um you don't have to know about all the characters, about about all the inhabitants of Astro City. Um uh, it I, I enjoyed the issue a lot. It it just um it, it was just focusing on on this guy and his dog and his life and and uh between Kurt's writing and Mike's art it was it was a rather enjoyable issue and, and even I I'm I'm sure I'm not really supposed to be all too keen on Andy, but this presentation uh wasn't all that annoyed by Andy, especially since he is looking after a dog. He he may be a he may have done he may have made some wrong choices in the past, but now he is trying to um do better and be better. And and we can thank the dog for that. So I I found the, um, I I enjoyed the issue a lot, but uh, I would love to find out what Jason thought about it. I think you are supposed to like Andy. I think
3: that uh, he has a traditional heroic arc, right? I mean, he starts off as a, he's basically Scott Lang, right? I mean,
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah, thief,
3: But not a bad guy. Just, just, makes his living stealing, um, but gets a bit of inspiration and, and comes to, comes over to the, to the, to the good side, the heroic side and embraces it and, 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 and truly enjoys being a hero. Um, uh, so, uh, for me, the, 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 the power of this issue, um, was the gut punch of the last page. Uh, yeah,
0: which is yeah. just
3: i mean um it's it's perfectly logical when you think about the practical application of of merging with a dog, but man um it's 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 largely a feel good issue, and then you're just you just you punch right in the nuts
1: yeah
3: uh in that last page um we won't give it away, but you can probably infer if you're a pet owner what what uh what we're or at least what what we may be alluding to. And you, you also said the important thing. I, I have, I have read, unfortunately, very little Astro City, uh, not just a white space, not because I, I, I don't want to, or that I don't doubt that it's worthy of the accolades it gets. I, I just haven't. It's been daunting to ever figure out how to catch back, catch up if if there's such a thing. So I like that this is an issue that is, as you alluded, it's it's purely standalone. I, I you don't need to have any prior knowledge or about uh, about this. Uh, this world at all. Um, so kudos to music. Busiek. music's such a good writer, man, like he, he, he's ridiculously good and he doesn't, I don't think he really gets his due, frankly, but he is, he is an awesome writer.
0: Oh, he certainly is.
3: Yeah. But it's nice. Mike's been doing a lot of different things lately. He's embracing the post revival freelance of doing a bunch of different different types of things. So, I've seen his name crop up all over the place lately. Yeah. That's a good thing. No, I know. It seems like he's enjoying the variety, is the slice of life p- part of his career at this point, after slaving away for, what, four or five years on Revival? Yeah.
2: That's a good word to use uh, when you describe Mike, variety, because he's extremely versatile.
3: He is. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yep. I love Astro City, but... I pulled away from it a bit with this new volume. Um like uh Busick lost me with the Dark Age. Okay. Yeah. And um my involvement the, in the current one has been spotty.
0: Mm,
3: the, the the fanboy guys are accolades of, of um Astro City and if, I feel as though they they have they 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 seem to make the case that the dark days was a blip but since he's gotten through that it's been back to being as good as it was originally
2: mm, good well i mean so, i love the series i have the first volume bound right no and, i know yeah I, know. I just I, yeah. I adore it and uh it, it's just been tough and now that this this new incarnation is 47 issues long it's 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 rough to jump in
3: yes agreed
2: but i i mean i have them all digitally
3: Mhm.
2: So there you go. All right, we have anything else uh, about which to talk well, before we bring it on home? Oh, I I know, I, don't, I have one thing, just one mm-hmm. thing. Okay. What do you got You guys saw the preview image for the Marvel 2-in-1 cover with the thing and the Human Torch? Yeah. What do you what? What do you think of that? I I, um, I know you're not I crazy about the writer, but Jim exactly Chung? Is,
3: yeah, but it's still You knew, we kept telling you Fantastic Four is coming back. That's not a surprise. I didn't believe it until I wanted to see it. (laughs) But by the way, neither of those characters went away.
2: No. Which is what makes me believe less, because the thing was in the Guardians, and the Human Torch, I don't know where the
3: hell he was. He's been with the Inhumans.
2: Oh, that's great. Um, And, you know, now, just that name on the title, Marvel 2 and one it's like,
3: what? Well, they're doing they're doing not brand deck. They're doing one shots with all of the of different. Oh, this series. isn't an ongoing thing. No, no, they're doing little one shots that are part of the Marvel Legacy relaunch. Uh, I guess
2: I'll wait till the collected edition then.
3: Right, right. So, because I know Nick Spencer's writing not brand deck number one. Uh, I
2: don't dance. think of Nick Spencer as a comedy writer.
0: Seriously, that's that, that
2: seems
3: to be... He said it was a dream to do because mm-hmm. it's one, it was one of his favorite books. Yeah, well, out, it's...
2: Because so. it's great, but... Mm-hmm. Uh. Okay, what were you saying? Sorry,
3: I interrupted you. I was saying that I hit up our patrons today for some fresh and clean Q&A.
0: <gasps> wow,
3: look at you. Yes. Speaking and, of patrons,
0: I'm i was going to say, nah, go ahead. J- just real quick, um... We have two shout-outs for this week. We have a long-time listener, good friend, Mr. Larry Bishop.
1: Whoop, whoop. The Blair. And
0: we have Francisco Mercado. Nice. I'm hoping it's
2: Mercado, and
0: not Mercado.
2: And we are extremely close to the two extra episodes
3: a month. Yes, sir.
2: I can't wait. Please. Yes, sir.
3: Thanks Thanks to all of our patrons. The support continues to be overwhelming. So, um, And um, we hit the patrons up with some... Said it was time for some fresh and clean questions. Uh, the last batch had gotten a little stale. And they were uh, up to the task. So we've got a bunch. We can't get through them all tonight. So we'll have some that we can dip back into. But... Uh, I will, um, Chris Chavez, longtime friend of the show, uh, asks that, uh, he says with the current socio-political climate, are you cool with creators using the comics medium to address the status quo or do you prefer your comics to be quote unquote escapist entertainment?
0: Uh, I, I, I do primarily read my comics as uh, to escape from the drama and and madness of the real world uh, however if I would say context I would say subject matter I, I wouldn't want to um, read uh, it it would it would really depend it there's some some books, some characters may not need to be um, so steeped in the real world. I, if, if I'm reading, um, maybe mean issue of Spider-Man, we don't necessarily need to have. Um, even though we had the Obama issue, uh, I, I don't think we, we necessarily need to have uh, some some long drawn out arc about uh, the the current state of the world. Uh I I know Oliver Queen has been mayor, uh and DC had that whole um, you know, decision event where certain heroes were Republicans, certain were Democrat and and uh they had some sort of story going on with that. But I, I, I kind of prefer to um to leave the politics to What's going on on, on t v in the news
2: yeah, I'm on the other side of the fence because Meaning? my my sweet spots the bronze era mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff was rampant in mm-hmm. the in the bronze <laughs> book, especially in marvel um, Steve Gerber would constantly rail against. The establishment um, and, and other Marvel writers. I mean, it was the it seemed like it was the hippie thing to do, and it, the Marvel universe was just rife with it. It wasn't arcs; it was comments here and there. So, if it's limited to that, yes, I'm cool yes. with it. Right. But if it's like let's do three issues focusing on the current political climate, I I, I probably wouldn't read
1: that. Right. So, yeah. so
2: in as as a seasoning in the book, I think it's fine. And yes. and, I, and I like it because then you can get a little bit of a, a more um, hold on the mindset of your characters. Mm-hmm. But if it's like a whole an arc, yeah. So I do agree and I don't agree.
3: I like it and no, I don't fine. like it. Yeah,
0: yeah,
3: yeah. I'm largely with you guys. I I think most comics are of the moment. They have a, a some component of of the pop culture ethos that's happening the, then and now. So I think it's only natural that, um, politics along with every other major social issue come into play a bit. So I'm cool with that. Um, but I, I generally don't. And in particular with this particular political climate in the past, I was more tolerant of it, but with this particular one, I do find myself not embracing things that are a hundred percent on the nose. Um, like I don't want to read a book where, I don't want to read some six issue mini- series where Trump is a supervillain or something like that wouldn't right. do anything for me. Right. Um, hey. So yeah, it's it's a fine line. I, I think I think you okay. said it right, Vince. If, if it's if it's interstitial, if it's part of the if it's part of the tapestry of the setting of the book, that's totally fine, um, as long as it serves the story, in a broader sense. I, but I I don't. So I don't want political comics, per se, but I don't, I don't mind if comics have a political bent to them as long as they tell a good story in their own right. right.
0: Keeping in mind that, uh, you know, Vince talked about a recent issue of Savage Dragon. I was Dragon, just going which... to bring
2: that up. I, I was going to say, <laughs> Eric Larson is exempt from that. <laughs> when, when your creators um, feel so strongly about something that it becomes the, the, the major arc... You got to pick and choose based on your love of the creator. So Eric Larson gets the free pass; he can mm-hmm. he can do that. All right,
3: he's lucky. So Vince,
2: yes, my friend
3: Clayton Straff wants to know: creepy or eerie? Eerie. Yeah. Um, care, care, care to say why?
2: Yes. Uh, creepy may have been the first. It may have. Made the mold as far as the Warren magazines are concerned. The the uh, w- without Creepy, there would be no eerie. There'd be no Van There'd be no Rook, and everything that came after is indebted to Creepy. And again, you can go back and say, well, without EC Comics, there would be no Creepy. Yes, I know, but since we're talking about Creepy versus eerie, eerie because it had more recurring characters. There were more serials. Mm-hmm. In, in eerie and i love those characters dax the 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 warrior um hunter uh child i mean they all appeared in eerie so i like the continuing stories with the horror characters so i go with eerie but i don't have to choose because i have them both but if if the house was a burning i'd i'd grab the eerie's before the creepies
3: nice yeah. yep uh, and then thoughts on von maroto's Dracula,
2: oh, I love it. I have it yeah, it's great um it's certainly sexy um if if the one he's referring to uh, I think the one he's referring to it was a uh um a really upscale um book published by Warren back in the day that took all of these Dracula um shorts that Esteban did and he j- Jim Warren just packaged it all together with beautiful coloring in a nice square bound volume uh with a pinkish cover and it's not the Dracula you're thinking it's um it it takes the the Dracula mythology into new and different directions and it's I think it's great I love it uh it's expensive too if you wanted to buy mm-hmm. that on the you know on the eBay it would cost you a not a, an extravagant amount of money but it's not cheap. Yeah, that needs to be okay. reprinted. Yeah.
3: All right, cool. Um he he then asks me uh what um whether I prefer Busema Avengers or Busema Conan. Uh to which I say, "Shame on you, sir. You should know the answer to that already." <laughs> um Busema Avengers for me all the way. Conan. Um no, I know you like the Conan, and and I think that's probably his more seminal work. Um, but I I don't it, I don't have any connection to that. It, to me, Busema is my favorite classic illustrator because of what he did on the Avengers. So, um, and then he asked me if there was any uh, any Buscema work that we haven't really spoke on that I enjoy, and, and there's a ton. I um, Silver Surfer certainly. We, I, I have the um, artist edition of uh, Silver Surfer. I don't know that we've ever really talked about that on the show. Um, Punisher Archie. Mm-hmm. So uh, he's the main. Isn't, um, it,
2: isn't it amazing that a guy that didn't really enjoy drawing superheroes could do it that well?
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy. Uh, let's see. Um, a lot of the questions are of similar ilk. Um, a couple of them Dance around the same idea of if you had the magic power to reboot a series or restart a series or make a series prominent again right, what would you what would it be and why? um I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that offhand
0: uh, f- mm. no, see that those are the kind of questions where we could probably. Go off on tangents. Because mm-hmm. something's definitely going to be uh, forgotten about. I mean, I could... I, And a lot of it is also um, rose-colored glasses. Because, I mean, I, I'd say Batman and the Outsiders, and they've tried to do other titles with... They've tried to do other books right. with Batman and the Outsiders. Has just been different sort of characters hanging out with mm-hmm. Batman. And it's just it, it's never recaptured the same magic for me. Bro, uh, I mean, one could say Detective is
3: currently Batman and yeah, the Outsiders. Yeah. Right?
2: Well, Justice League of America is Batman and the Outsiders. That
0: is true. That's true. He did Man. bring everybody together. I
2: got a shit ton of books I would like to see rebooted and brought back. Mm-hmm. Strike Force Moratory. Ooh, yeah.
1: Now you're talking.
2: Um, I would like to see the NOM back. I, I, I think there's a that, that subject matter's rife with storytelling possibilities. They could do the, the NOM forever. And and look how long MASH ran.
3: Whoa. Speaking of that, by the way, um, the other side was just reprinted in a deluxe hardcover. Yes, Jason Aaron's inaugural comic work featuring Cameron Stewart on art, uh, a story about Vietnam. So, yeah.
0: but when the Nam started, it was supposed to be you know one month per one. It is supposed to be right, sure, like, like real time. So sure, yeah. I mean, even though MASH went on much longer than the actual Korean War, it's still. Um, and, and and it was also supposed to be more real life standalone stuff. And then they went and added Frank Castle. Um,
3: well, I'm, a lot of the stuff for me is nostalgic, and, right? And and much like with what you said, David, it's it's not that they haven't tried before. I mean, I would love Alpha Flight to be a thing, but they have tried three yeah. or four times, and it just yeah. never sticks. I would love for Exiles to come back, but again, I I don't know that that book in today's market would last very long. Um. Uh, I would love for JSA to come back for uh, at DC. I, I, um, yeah,
2: I think you're going to get your wish.
3: Maybe, yeah. Uh, when we started doing the show, I, I that was probably my favorite DC book at the time that Johns was
0: Johns was doing it. Um, El Diablo from DC, but I mean, I'm not going to get that again since Mike Probić is no longer with us. Mm-hmm. Um, DC so needs the to... Will
2: Payton star man. DC needs to House of Mystery. To... It wouldn't okay. sell, but they just
3: brought, they brought that back a few years ago with um then, with the uh, Matt Matt's, Matt Matt um Matt Sturgis now 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 oh, Lila Sturgis it. um wrote it. Uh, so yeah, well I mean there you go. I mean there are lots of books. I think part of the part of the trap that the comics world is in right now is this push and pull between needing to create new readers, which would seemingly invite new stories with new characters and the fact that for some reason, largely, I think the distribution model being broken and what it is, those things don't find an audience quickly enough to stay in print. And so they keep rolling back to the nostalgia that we, that we all appreciate. Um, But even the nostalgia books don't stick around for long. Um, It's just rinse and repeat, right? Yeah. Yep. Like Thunderbolts just came back again and then I tried it because I love the Thunderbolts, but this version didn't resonate with me, but I'll, Try the next version in a year or two, and they come out with another version. I'll give that a try, and um, yeah,
2: it, you know, it's safe to say that the frontier of comics is not Marvel and DC.
3: No, no. Uh, well, I mean, if sure. you want
2: if you want new characters and new new storylines and new possibilities, mm-hmm. you're not going to go to Marvel and DC.
3: Mm-hmm. Zach Davis said he just started reading Fables. Jealous? That's a that's a hell of a series. One of Vincent and my personal favorites. Yep. Um, just finished the first arc. It's incredible. Zach, I will say before we get to your question that that's very encouraging because fables is one of those stories where almost everybody says that the first trade is something you need to get through yeah. and then it picks up with the second. So the fact that you loved the first trade, I, I, I would imagine this is going to be a all time favorite book for you. Um, would you recommend I read all of the spin-off series? Are they all related to the main title? Thanks. Love you guys. Um, I certainly wouldn't be averse to him reading the spinoff series. They aren't. They aren't required um, outside of there is a, a tie in between Jack of Fables and Fables. Um, right around that past one hundred, um, the literals arc. That's a crossover, so you probably would want to read those issues if you're. But I believe, if I'm not mistaken, that trade, if you're reading it in trade, was was the issues combined so that I think it was whatever, whatever trade it was for fables. It was cross numbered as, 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 um, as the third or fourth trade of Jack of fables. So, um, but I, I don't know about you Vince. I, I, I read some Jack of fables, but I didn't stick with it. So
2: I read it all. Um, you did. Yeah. I, Jack's not one of my favorite characters
3: same
1: yeah, yeah
2: and i don't think it's required reading and it, in fact the literals i think is the low point of fables agreed
3: that's that's yeah i agree that's, yeah. that's the post the post 100 when it felt like he didn't know what to do with the book yep for a while
2: but i will say the cinderella mini series are great
3: i love them to death Yeah, they're great absolutely uh, i love them to death for sure so i would definitely read those um and um Yeah, no, I I, so so, but I would stick with that. You've going to have you've got 150 uh, issues of of uh, of greatness ahead of you if you just stick to the main story. You know, while we're on the subject,
2: I've never read any of Ferris.
3: No, it's good. Ferris is very good too. Hmm. And I'd also call out um, "A Thousand and One Nights of Snowfall," which is a graphic novel. It's self-contained but also terrific. Yep. So. Yeah. Um, cool. Okay. And then uh, let's see what else we got here. We have uh, Rory Walker says if you had to read only one indie publisher, who would it be? For him, it's Humanoids. Excellent choice. Those hardcovers are dope. I agree. Mm-hmm. So we'll start with that. That one indie publisher. Um, For the sake of this, we can't include no image. No Dark Horse. They're not. They're not indie.
0: Dark horse is an indie, so then uh, I'll probably steal Vince's answer and say Valiant.
3: Oh, I don't consider them indie either.
0: Okay then. Would um,
3: you, I don't I mean, are they indie really? I don't I mean I guess by size they are.
0: Yeah, I was looking one by size and sales. Um hmm. Shoot, then, um, wow, I, uh, part of me kind of wants to say IDW. Who do you got?
3: Mm, For me, I mean, it's tough. I, I would say Ad House, um, would be up there. Uh, Top Shelf for second.
0: Top Shelf,
3: yes. Um. I'd probably say ad house. If I had to pick just one. Just because Chris never he's got a thousand batting a thousand. He never he never has a whiff. He doesn't put out as much as say a top shelf, but but what he puts out, I know I'm always getting quality. Yeah. And if they didn't no just way. if they didn't just slap a big dick across Craigio's head, I would say Fantagraphics. But it's I, yeah, that's I, why I didn't I have to I go didn't. with fanographics. Yeah, I mean it's a perfectly legitimate choice, obviously. Yeah.
2: Uh, Where am I going to get my Josh Bayer, my my Ben Mara? And uh, I need to to say that. But, you know, dirty carpool, but still.
3: Uh, And then this last one is, again, two people ask similar questions. So I'll read them both, and it can take us in different directions. Steve Thompson says, what instances, moments, pages, panels can you think of where a well-established character acted so much out of their character it ruined the story for you? This is basically a David Price special, <laughs> where the where the, <laughs> writer just, where the writer just failed to understand the core of that character and messed with the fundamental personality to do something they would never do. And then our, our buddy Alex Mansfield, Mansfield says, what's a comic that you used to adore but have soured on in years since? How about a book that you weren't a fan of at first but gave another shot and wound up loving? Wow.
2: Can I answer the Steve Thompson one?
3: you can answer both or either.
2: I have to think on the second one. Um, Mm -hmm. the one that springs immediately to mind is the recent RL Stein man thing. That bull, that that bullshit Mm -hmm. miniseries that had the man thing speaking and it was just horrid stuff.
3: That's cool. Um, another one that immediately popped in mind, probably not my top. If I had a moment to sit here and make a list, but, um, the Agent X stuff by Udon for Deadpool just, just dropped me in my tracks after all that Joe Kelly goodness. I just, you know, it made me abandon the character for years. Wow, really? It was just such a stunning, I mean, I, I don't know why it was, I don't know why it was Deadpool. It, it was an entirely different character with a different anima- animation style, a different tone. It just, just should have been a new character, I don't know had nothing to do
2: with Wade. That came out almost the same time as the Fight Club Thunderbolts, didn't it? Remember when <laughs> Thunder Thunderbolts just changed and they did that, that Fight Club oh, right. type
3: thing? Yeah, I guess it did. It feels a, like it did.
2: Not a good look.
3: It was also <laughs> the same time, though, as that amazing cable run with... Uh, Ladron. Ladron, Le right. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm, which was unbelievable. <laughs>
2: That was, the hotness. Ooh, that
3: was I, the hotness.
2: I remember going into the shop like, "Is the new issue out?" And they're all like looking at me with the cookie eye, like, "You read that yeah. shit?" And I'm like, "Yeah, it's mm-hmm. great." I love to get
3: them pages.
1: Ooh, those pages
3: be nice. Dappy, you got something? You must have a list. Come on, Dappy, you got a diary a list? You got I a diary got and
0: stuff? A He's got a spreadsheet. Just mm-hmm. yeah, seriously, just like look for any, any, any of the past 490 episodes. Um, you have, uh, oh shit, we have Hal Jordan. I was gonna say you got we, right? <laughs> we have we have Scott Summers. Uh yes. we have uh Daredevil with that fucking Shadowland shit. Mm-hmm. Um, Speak of Speak we, of uh, hell, there's there's been um there hasn't uh Brubakers had a great handle on cap. You've had cap. you guys
3: didn't say uh Peter Parker CEO billionaire.
0: Well, no, I yes. It, it's I'm that is, that's because I don't, because enough people are still reading it where I guess the voice of the character is still there. I'm just, it, well, this it's.
3: This is for you. This isn't for the world. He's not saying, he's talking about our well, I'm
0: not reading Spider Man because right. of that. So, I mean, I don't, mm-hmm. it's, it's, so I, I can't really say that Slot isn't writing the same character. It's just, it's not the dude I know. Um, you had, uh, Well, I wasn't, yeah, I mean, I I wasn't thrilled with the whole uh, Brother Eye Batman, but I don't know really who I can blame for that because that's, I don't know how many people were writing at the time. There are just, there are some, there are just some, I I think there are more writers that I think don't have a, a certain handle on, on I don't have a handle on certain characters. I don't think I don't think Nick Spencer can write every character out there. I don't think uh Chuck Austin could write every character Charles out there. They're just there's certain or Charles Soule or, or Zadarsky. I mean there are just some some dudes that um I, I kind of maybe want to give him a chance, but uh it's just it's it's a whiff. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, I, I didn't um I wasn't too thrilled with Tony Daniels version of, uh, of Deathstroke. Uh, Right. Yeah. But there are, um,
3: for me, Jeff Loeb Wolverine. I mean, that's never going to be overtaken. Turning Wolverine into a dog. That's never, ever, nothing's ever going to top that. That will, if we do, if we're doing the show when we're 90 and I don't have Alzheimer's, I will. utter (laughs) How once Jeff Loeb made, made Logan from uh, an evolved dog
2: freaking brilliant
3: stop it <laughs> as to the other question alex's question about things that uh, i used to adore and soured on or vice versa the vice versa is easy because we've talked about it i i was not keen on morrison's new x-men at first and then came around to love it i was also not keen on hundred bullets the first time i tried to read it and now have come to think of it as one of my favorite comics of all time and have read reread it and own pages from it so those are, those are easy. Now, in terms of something that I used to love and then soured on, um, I'm just going to say a little blanket thing, which is that I will say that rereading some of the stuff from my childhood that I was nostalgic for can be a bit of a disappointing experience because seeing it in the light of a an adult in the modern era, it, it's it doesn't hold up. You see the flaws for for what they were. Um, And certainly if those books were put out today with the same kind of non-sequiturs and plot holes and leaps, um, we would eviscerate them. So I do think if if every time you feel like – you meaning the audience or people listening – every time you feel like complaining about the state of comic storytelling, go back and read something from – the silver age and tell me that, that we're not holding these people to a much higher standard than we did back then. Um, which is fine. They were, those comics were written for kids, read by kids. So we had a much lower threshold, but, uh, but it is not apples to apples in that the, the things that we nitpick today versus what we wax, fil- wax poetically about from back in the day.
2: I'm not going to agree with that, but I'm just going to answer the question. Um, <laughs> well,
3: well it's just a statement of fact there's nothing to agree with it's
2: not a statement of fact um, the, uh, I, I have a great answer for the first part what's a comic that you used to adore but have soured on in the years since it's easy for me all I have to do is say Marvel
3: mm. or three years ago or, 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 DC. or DC
2: Yeah, it's, <laughs> I, I, I'm, I sour on things on the big two constantly right. um, and I abandon them and the second part um, a book I wasn't uh, a fan of but gave it another shot and ended up loving. I'm not going to get specific and say a, a, a particular title, but I will say a genre. Uh, long-time listeners know that anything espionage, cloak and dagger, mm-hmm. kind of turned me off. Um, but now I find myself reading The Killer Be Killed and The Fade Outs and The the stuff, uh, the stuff, Kingsman and stuff like that. All grown up. Yeah.
3: Yep. That, that. Anything more? No, you good? No pressure here, Doug.
0: You don't have to. I, I know. You feel I feel stressed by it. I'm. Uh, That's the stress. Because I'm trying to think. Like it. There has to be something. Uh, and with me, I guess it's well, But I guess it'd be more writer specific again, like with with Mark Miller, like I wouldn't usually. Oh, okay, yeah, Mark Miller's writing something, and then mm-hmm. I wait for you guys to talk about it. But you know, I mean, dude, finally read Kingsman: The Secret Service, um, and and that's something. Had it not been the movie, I probably wouldn't have. Uh, well, I mean, the David Gibbons art didn't didn't hurt, but yeah, it's uh, mostly with me if if I I only go. A couple issues in and if i'm not feeling it i'm balanced whether it's you know right, fantastic right. four or or uh anything by jms it's it's one i i i wanted to i i wanted to love the 12 when that started and i just i finished it but i i was not thrilled by it by the time it ended uh or whatever the hell he was trying to do with it uh things that i i think there are definitely things that um I know I've gone back to since we started the show. I cannot think of an uh, of of any title right now, though. But I know I have, I've gone back and and given something a try, and uh, and was quite happy with it. Um, but yeah, I I, I tend to it, it's, it's I, I I don't have an endless supply of fun, so if. <laughs> If you know, I, I, I'm not going to suffer crap. So if, if if I'm not, you only have so many issues to to grab me, and and or so many tries if you're an established creator, and and it, it's um basically if you should know better. But it it's yeah, I, uh, I I really don't have too many of those because I just I won't I won't stick with you too long if if uh, if you're just not worth my time.
3: Wow, it's rough.
0: Nice.
3: Seriously. That's All right, and one more. We're going to end on a high note. Joshua Liu asks, "Which current comic titles do you love that no one is reading? Else is reading." So, for me, I think to answer this, it should be something where literally the other two aren't reading, at least not regularly,
0: because. Not until tonight, be- I would have said Deathstroke. Oh, well, damn! we'll see that. I stole right? that one from
3: you. See?
2: gift that keeps on giving right there.
0: Oh,
3: wow. <laughs> <laughs> Seething over here.
0: Well, Jason can say ninja. Yeah. Seriously.
3: Uh, y'all never read my Valiant. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> I will say, um, I'm just going to look through my list here see what I'm reading that y'all don't read and I feel like isn't ever talked about. Well, um,
2: while you do that, can I answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Mine's easy. Mm-hmm. gold digger yeah
3: there you go no one else is reading it that's true um and,
2: and I do love it
3: okay I'll, I'll throw a couple at you uh girl scouts true um Jimmy's bastards i mean Dap and I are both reading that stuff so yeah not fair what, yeah. what the
0: hell i'm reading it i know, I know. yeah I know <laughs>
3: That just to get you to go relax. Oh, Ooh, I got one. Uh, N- N- uh, Nam Wolf. No, Mm-mm. don't even, dude. You're <laughs> killing me. Seriously, dude. Um, there's nothing that I read that y'all don't read. um
2: You can say any X Men book as far as I'm concerned.
3: No, but the, but people read that. He's saying they, that like what are off the radar books that oh. should get some love that 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 other people aren't reading.
0: <laughs> Project Superpowers Heroes Killers.
3: Again, this is stuff that people should be reading. Not
0: stop. Oh, it's Ryan Brown. Don't even diss him. Eh, it's Project Superpowers, huh? Oh. It's still it's Ryan Brownie. That's funny AF. Yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> so it's oh,
3: I, I got a good one. Vince and I are both reading it, but uh, I think we're both behind. But it's very good, and I do want to catch up. Spread. Yes. Well, Justin that's one adapt. I was the f- yeah. yeah you the the were the first, first one on
0: that the table. But it's all wait really. Hmm. Yes. Damn. I
2: forgot all about that. All right. Yeah, apparently. See, I remember it. Of course. Thank just, you, Bo. Yeah. Oh, what? Say it again. <laughs> say it
3: again. Slowly. Oh, I, uh, no, I guess that doesn't count. I was going to say Paper Girls, but that's Eisner Award winning, so I'm assuming other people read it. Yeah, I think so. Uh, there's got to be others. Oh, I'll say Low. I feel like you're all not, you're all not current on Low.
2: Yeah, I guess. Yeah. I guess you're right, but I again I think that's another one where a lot of people are reading that.
3: Oh, I don't think so. I think it's his worst selling it's a tremendous worst selling book by a factor. Like of all of his image books, it's the one that's the least.
2: Well, it's on issue like thirty something, isn't it? Somebody's gotta be reading it.
3: No, it's on issue nineteen. Oh.
2: Well, it's still. Nineteen is not bad. Not a bad true. one. Uh...
3: True. True, true. How about Galacticon? That's something that not many people besides us are reading.
2: It's a shame too because it's beautiful.
3: No, it is. I know.
2: Steve, so we got to shout it out, my boy, Steve Mannion.
3: Yeah. Yeah, book does look great. Yeah.
2: All right, let's uh, let's wrap this up. You want to answer one more? No, that's we're good. That's we're uh, good. Okay. Yeah, that's. Um, that's Well, I'm going to throw one out there. Jeffrey Steele says, uh, what's your favorite sports team and why is it the Pittsburgh Steelers? (laughs) Ha (laughs) ha. Oh, okay. Um, But seriously, what is your favorite pastime outside of comics?
3: Oh, nice. Okay, cool.
2: What is yours, Jason?
3: Well, uh, first of all, my favorite sports team is the Eagles, season ticket holder. Um, F the Steelers. Uh, and my favorite pastime is definitely football. Outside of this. Yep. as you guys know, I, I it's, that's why in the summertime I pretty much have three jobs. I have my real job, this show, and uh, and football guys. So
1: yep.
2: You know, if if you asked me to pick a favorite football team, I, I mean, I don't watch football, but I'd go with the Miami Dolphins just because I like the colors of their their uniforms.
3: Okay, props. There you go. There you go. But what's your favorite pastime? Magic. Nice, that's true. Okay, yeah. yeah. I was going to say, I was going to say, fleas, going to fleas, but...
2: Yeah, that's only like a one day, a week thing. You know, magic is always somewhat in my mind. Yeah.
3: Right, right.
0: David? Um... New York Mets and
3: Definitely,
0: definitely. Oh man. Um Yeah, I think it would it would be reading. I just Well, I mean, no, but anything. I mean, I it doesn't have to be. I just I want to, I I absorb trivial information. So, if if there's some way for me to um learn about something then that's
2: yeah you know what and not to paint you as a foster brooks but i would think it would be the grape would be your favorite passion. yeah i was like, gonna you say the grape wine. Or,
3: or, or watching the tv with the lady yeah I do enjoy spend- Yes, I, I mean, do. Y'all, y'all, y'all watch the TV together, that's your we,
0: thing. We we do. We do. We yeah, there are shows where we'll just I mean we we, we finished a show tonight before we started recording. So I mean there's yes, when, when when we have enough downtime together, we'll um we'll try to find some things to, to just Yeah.
3: Yeah. I mean uh, I really should say ripping in the Terran, but Yeah, <laughs> but you know we're, fam- <laughs> we're a family, family show. Yeah, I mean.
1: so... <laughs>
3: <laughs> the ripping and the tearing. The ripping mm. and the tearing.
2: And uh, you should tear into the new previews <laughs> and uh, then hop on over to yeah. Discount Comic Book Service, DCBService.com, where you can get all your books super cheap.
3: The like Rip-roaring discounts.
2: Like the Grave Diggers Union from Image for a $1.99, Kong on the Planet of the Apes from Boom for a $1.99, and Minky Woodcock, the girl who handcuffed Houdini, number one, from Titan Comics. In Your Travels, I pitched this as a spotlight special from, did I, I think I did, from DCB Service uh, when it was originally solicited. I have received the first issue, and I'm loving it. It is from Oni Press, written by Paul Tobin, illustrated by Arjuna Sussini, color art by Gonzalo Duarte. It is called Made Men. Number one. Now, anything with the Frankenstein mythology is going to attract my attention. And uh, this issue is no exception. We have a woman named Jutta Shelley. Her name is J-U-T-T-E. I'm going to pronounce it Yuta. Uh, She is in charge of a uh, squad of police people. And they're called in on uh, uh, an alarm. They have to go... Uh, into this warehouse type scenario but it's really an ambush and all of her squad is summarily killed one by one in front of her and in uh, RoboCop uh, fashion all of the villains surround her at one point and just keep firing into her bang 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 so you would think Yuta is uh, pining for the fjords but it It doesn't work out that way because Yuta is a Frankenstein. And it turns out Victor had a sister, Celia, who was the real brains behind the Frankenstein legacy. And Yuta has in her possession her grandmother's diary. Grandma was adept in both science and the dark arts. So Yuta discovered her grandmother's uh, had a formula for a preservative and a restorative elixir. So she recovers from her wounds and vows vengeance on um, those bad guys that uh, put an end to her squad members. Um, but she's got to get the bodies back to the homeland, back to Castle Frankenstein. So so how does she do that without attracting uh, the attention of the law um she works with a crime boss named biz uh with which with whom she has a pass he biz uh had a young daughter and the daughter was uh killed and he knows about yuta's history and her her lineage and he implored her you know bring my daughter back to life and yuta wouldn't do it because he's a scumbag but now you know she's in a tough spot and so she's working with this crime boss to bring the bodies back to castle frankenstein in exchange for the life of his daughter it's a neat setup and if the last page is any indication her squad some of them aren't entirely human looking there's a dude with a big lion's head i don't know you know what's that what what's going on there but i i really enjoyed this issue very much so nice yeah yeah it's pretty pretty damn cool bloody as hell too Mm -hmm. i mean there were there there's a section of it that just made me think of robocop you know when the ambush takes place in robocop i mean the setup is the same as robocop really uh without the you know peter murphy but i mean it it's it was a very cool issue and i'm sticking with it it's dark sticking real dark
3: for someone who loves Frankenstein, you should be excited about Sherlock Frankenstein and the Legion of Evil.
2: Yes. You see, I'm torn on that. Because I wasn't caught up on Black Hammer, and then they solicited that. I'm like, I can't order this. I'll, I'll wait until it gets into trade.
3: If only we got Dark Horse comp copies.
2: I want the real things, though.
3: Sure, but you can read it digitally. I can. And, I
2: can, yeah. and I and I will. Hmm. First, is David Rubin. Output, is son?
3: It? You know, I got a rep for David Rubin. No, October comes out. Sweet. I got a rep rep you, for my dude. You gotta.
2: So that's my inner travels. What's yorn?
0: <sighs> we stole it.
2: Oh, you stole Daps, yeah.
0: Um there was a hardcover I decided to pick up. Um, I feel like it. it, I'll have this for next week. I was going to read. I didn't finish a comic in time for for tonight. So this is a hardcover that uh, was in my uh, last DCBS box. This is from Lion Forge Cub House. Uh, It is by Alberto Veranda. It is Little Perot and the Moon. Oh, I'm sorry. Get the Moon. And it's about uh, this little boy and his friend, the snail. And I thought it was going to be a single story about these two characters. But apparently, um, and I am almost positive Yes, it was originally published in French under the following title. Uh, Petit Perrault, uh, Volume 1, uh, from 2010. This is uh, from Editions Soleil, uh, Soleil t- 2017. But it's... Um, it is a bunch of little uh, single-panel uh, cartoons or two or three-panel strips. Uh, the art is absolutely amazing. the The characters look fantastic. Uh, it is it, it's 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 kind of sort of almost like an art book. It it is just it is it is a feast and a half for the eyes. It just it looks beautiful. Uh, it's not quite um, Bill Waters and uh, Calvin and Hobbes type things, but there it, it's just. Little boy is fantastic. Uh, he's, he's he's inquisitive. He wants to know, you know, he wants to know about gravity and uh, who these other explorers were and and uh, why why physics work for some things and, and not others. And, and the snail is can can be rather um, sarcastic, a uh, little snarky, but uh, it, it's it is a. As I, 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 Saw the cover, looked up a couple preview pages. It looked fantastic. Uh, I just was kind of hoping it would be a complete story. It wasn't, it isn't, but uh, it still looks really, really cool. And and, uh, it's, I kind of want to say it's all ages, but obviously kind of isn't because of um, some of the, the concepts or the ideas, but you can definitely, I think, Read this to uh, to a child. It 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 just it looks so cool. Um, but yeah, little little uh, P I E R R O T get the moon. Uh, like I said, published by the Lion Forge under their Cub House uh, division. A young boy with a large imagination and his friendly snail make plans to explore the boundaries of space in this magical and surreal. Adventure, and that's the thing. It says adventure. So I thought again, I was getting one story, but no, it's it's it should be adventures plural. So aside from that, it is a fantastic funky book.
2: What doth life
0: doth Yes.
3: In your travels, two things. First, very quickly, Secret Empire finished.
0: Yay. For real this and time, because I think it, for it real,
3: Omega to, okay. Omega came out this week, um, and I just want to say that Nick Spencer, I think, was put in an unenviable position of being the latest guy in line to do a to do a Marvel event at the point where people finally followed through on their promise to no longer care about Marvel events. I think objectively this event was as eventy as any of the others that have happened under our watch while we've done the show. And that's a backhanded compliment on purpose. I I don't, I don't think it it just, it follows the same event formula, but unfortunately he's like the sixth in a row to follow the formula. So people see it for what it is now, which is editorial tells him paint a big, make a big story with a couple shocking moments and then put it all back together the way it was when you started. And that's what he did. And I do think that there were plenty of moments where if this were the second event of the series instead of the sixth or seventh, a lot of people would have geeked out about it. But instead it, it met a lot of uh, criticism and vitriol. So um, I guess I'm damning with faint praise. It's, but I I don't think that I, I guess what I'm trying to say is I don't think objectively Nick did any worse with his turn at the plate than Jason Aaron or, uh, or fraction or anybody else before, or Bendis did. So, um, but that said, it is an event. And, um, after 12 issues of this will change the world forever, we're back to cap being cap and the world moving on. So, you know, um, do you have to read it? No, you don't have to read it. Uh, if I have a my biggest complaint about the series, frankly, was the art. It just there was a, a schizophrenic art uh, uh, output. So many different artists with so many different styles, many of which would pre- would occupy the same issue. Um, it, it just it really takes away from the cohesiveness of the story. In and, and it just it, I think it it does it does the book no favors. Um, so. Uh, so there you go. Um, so an odd in your travels, but I didn't want to do a deep dive on secret empire. And it felt weird not to at least acknowledge that Marvel's year or a six month long major event that they promise will be the last event that they do for at least two years. Um, sh- shouldn't at least get a mention on the show. Um, now the thing that you should super check out and be excited about is in your travels a blast from the past. Uh, and I wish I could remember who was kind enough to send me this issue uh, I did thank them when they originally sent it to me, so I don't feel a hundred percent bad. But I do wish I could remember right now. I think it was John O'Neill. So, John, if you were the person sent to me, thanks. If you're listening and you weren't, and it wasn't John who sent it to me, please just ping me, and I will shout you out uh, next show. But, but I am talking about um, Marvel's Classics Illustrated Moby Dick by Mister Bill Sinkevich. You all know I love the Moby Dick. And I had not read sinkevich's Moby Dick adaptation um, and it was predictably fantastic. It is a vast departure from say the Chibuté. I think the reason that the that, that the person sent it to me is that we were I was raving about chibute's Moby Dick uh, mm-hmm. graphic novel for when it came out, and what a faithful adaptation it was to the source material and um, and then we, we got i think we got talking either one of you brought up that that, that uh, Sinkevich had done an adaptation and had read it and so forth. And someone was kind of just send me a copy. Um, listen, it, the, it's a complete departure from say the Japute which is that this is, this is Sinkevich interpreting Moby Dick. So Moby Dick is known. One of the reasons it is critically studied and dissected by academics is the length and the, um, almost insurmountable level of detail and minutiae that is part of the craft of the book by design. So this is as far a departure from the essence of what makes Moby Dick, Moby Dick as you'll find, um, because it's, it's a comic book. It's a, it's 30 pages, 35 pages. Um, And I don't know how one effectively encapsulates the, the The majestic nature of uh, and the lengthy nature of 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 Moby Dick in that few of the pages um so I have to judge this purely on its on its being its own thing, and from that vantage it was fascinating to see Sinkevich play with the um iconography of of Moby Dick how he chooses to draw the whale how he chooses to draw ahab how he chooses to um visualize the the, the schizophrenia and paranoia that drives Ahab to being in, in this boundless pursuit. Um, so visually it's just a, uh, it's, it's shockingly good. Every page is every, every page could be up on a gallery wall. Um, so I'm, I'm really grateful to have read it finally. Uh, and I would, I would encourage anybody that's a fan of, of Moby Dick to go out and check it out. Um, uh, it's, it's, you know, it's it's only it's something that only Sinkevich could 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 come up with. Uh, no one else could have come up with the visuals that that are here. I mean, at some points he draws Moby Dick to look like almost like a like a succubus, or just you know, just just very very much more like a monster than a than a whale. As he does as he does Ahab, as he does Ahab. Uh, and uh, it works. It works. It's an alarming, visually alarming an arresting interpretation of my favorite American novel. So
2: nice. Um, you said it was from Marvel. It's from first. Oh, is it? Yeah.
3: Oh, my apologies. Okay. That's all right. Just wanted to make sure go. you guys, because we, those be get- illustrated from first. There we yeah, go. Yeah, We'd be first. getting
2: pinged about it.
3: Yeah, no, good. Just, I'm, I'm extra clarifying. Just,
2: just checking with you. All just right. Check. Yeah, cool. I love that issue too. Um, Hey everybody. Thank you all for being here. Once again, uh, do us a solid. Do yourself a solid. Come to our website, 11oClockComics.com. Go to the Facebook page where it's hopping all the time. Constantly people have been posting stuff and commenting. It's great and fun. And Then there's the Twitter where I'm there all the time, but Jason and all David, maybe not. 7. You know, whatever. So uh, check us out on the Twitters. In the meantime, when you're done with your comics... Put them down. Cross your hands. Take a deep breath, and say good night, you David.
0: Ooh, good night.
2: Did you cross your hands, (laughs) David? Nice. You got to cross your hands. Good night, David.
0: Uh, You didn't. Two things I forgot. Ooh, I I I um when it came to shout outs uh huge bigum thanks and and uh and wonderful southern hospitality of our boys Cliff and Justin um hung out with them for a bit Monday night and uh it was an absolute blast it was um nice just hanging out you know away from uh the con stuff just kind of just a couple dudes having some dinner, having some drinks. Great time was had by all. And lastly, before we leave you tonight, we should announce the September Book of the Month. Oh, nice. Yes, please do. Do it, do it, do it. And I know, I know, I will not say the man's name. If he wants to come forward, he absolutely can. But I know who made this month's Book of the Month possible. Because he was the deciding vote, and for September, you are to read, along with us, Fury Max, My War Gone By, Volume 1. Oh, thank God. (laughs) Thank you so much. What what was the
3: runner-up, David?
0: The runner-up was X-Men, God Loves, Man Kills.
2: I got right. to know who had the deciding vote. You tell me as soon as we're. Done. I will I'm tell say, you
0: afterwards. Uh, you can send him a huge hugs and kisses. I'll, I'll send him a Whitman uh, sampler. This is well, no, it's just not Daniel White. Uh, the uh, yeah, how, what's this
2: that, bullshit as, that you're going to be hanging with Daniel White this weekend? What is this yeah. about?
3: Dude, they hang out twenty-four by seven. I know it's just... starting to get to be a thing. Yeah, it's it's well surpassed my boo my bonus. <laughs> They're in person. You, you, okay? you okay, Jason? You can be the... <laughs> oh, I'm fine. You're the one that gets all bad out of shape. I don't move, get a bit so. out of shape.
0: <laughs> you. Uh you. That, that volume one is only the first six issues of the 13 issue series. So you don't have to. If you have Wait, the whole what? set.
3: No, read... we got to read the whole thing.
0: We can, but the volume. It doesn't one... make a
3: damn bit of sense to read half of a. Of a series.
0: If that's what the arc is, I'm just saying. No, we can read the whole thing. Yeah. All right. You do, you, we do that. I no, just, I do, it, it doesn't make no sense. Make we were, all right. So we're reading all 13 okay. issues. But the yeah. winner was just the first arc. But yes. yeah, Read however you want nah, to. Cause people voted for the whole thing. They didn't realize what they were voting for. Uh, then that's on them because
3: it is. But you see that, and you're thinking, "Oh, cool." Because you're th- most people are probably thinking, "Like, oh, that's that was an uh, it was an arc, it was a miniseries." They're not thinking, "I'm I'll read half of the miniseries." Who does that?
0: Well, who publishes it?
3: Well, that's bad, but that's. Listen, we need to rise. Saying, we need to rise above. When they go low, we go high, David.
0: Every week we're rising above. We're what all I'm good. Saying,
3: I know we're going to read the whole thing. We are going do it. Wow, unrest. You don't want to read the whole thing? It's... I I do.
2: All I got you to got say this. is I got to say thank you mysterious stranger who made the book of the month episode <laughs> enjoyable for me. Enjoyable so did die. you dr-
3: did you drunkenly convince one of the North Carolina boys, Jesus? <laughs> did someone just
2: die. Yeah, I'm the drunkenly one. <laughs> Are you okay? Did you fall? Did he come back? He fell out the chair. Did you know he what he did? That he unplugged the damn headphone thing, probably. Jason,
3: are you? Oh, there we go. <laughs> Good. <God>. Uh, <laughs> technical, <laughs> technical issues. My my blue fell over with the the damn uh, the new filter makes it top heavy, like and I uh,
0: can't yeah, you, yeah, you get
2: if you get a stand, it won't do that.
3: <laughs> and we
0: won't know it's
2: whenever not... you get a text message either. <laughs> 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 like oh, what the hell? Phone
3: phone oh, is nowhere near, it's not even in the room. My phone oh, is so it's dap? Tell me it's not no, dap. No, it it's not that it not
2: Somebody's that. phone is getting all jiggy because we picked well, it up this not episode. Well, my <laughs> oh, Get some milk on the way home. Okay.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: already home. Calls coming from inside
2: the house. <laughs> <laughs> we love you so much. Come back oh, next. Huh?
3: What? We're talking about something in the middle of my drop. Yes. Yes. What we were? talking
2: We about. were. What did you do? What was your? What were you talking about? I don't remember. I don't remember either. See what happens. Calamity. More of this next week, people. If you enjoy this last couple minutes, it's all the next episode is going to be.
3: Patrons, stay tuned. We're gonna we're gonna tell you the date that we're gonna vidcast.
2: I can't wait for this. Yep. I may even shave.
3: Huh. I'm going to wear a mask like they do in... Uh... Dude,
2: you're taking, you're freaking taking my thing.
3: Oh, you were going to wear a mask? I was going to wear a
2: mask. That's all right.
3: Nice. Yeah.
2: They can't do it now.
3: You're going to wear <laughs> the, three, the three-faced penis nose
2: thing? <laughs> That'd be so great. <laughs> I would turn my head, too, so you could see different parts of the mask. If I had mm. one, they got to make that. That'd be great if they did. Boom. Make it so. Warp Factor 9, we're out of here. All come right. Back, come back next Fury. week. Fury, baby. Yep. Mr. Fury, you're the best. out of that tiger cage, you little shit.
0: <sighs> Bye. Peace out. Later.